0: Thought Bubble Audio. Hi, and welcome to Academy Rewind the fortnightly podcast where we take a look at the Oscars from years past. I'm Tim and with me as always is my man who believes that somebody was robbed. It's Palmer. How are you today? Kristen Stewart. Kristen Stewart was robbed. Was she? I didn't, who yes. stole her who stole her
1: purse? Uh Jessica Chastain. Oh, her nice. purse contained an Oscar that she <laughs> that she deserved more than that person. I
0: don't okay. <laughs> We'll, we'll talk about it later. Um, Palmer, we are here to talk about the 2022 Oscars, uh, and we are joi- and because The, it's the Oscars 20- of years past, eh? Yes. Yeah. Well, days past. Um, long past. Your past, even. All right. <laughs> um, so, um, but because it's the 2022 Oscars, I thought it would be fun if there were two extra hosts for us here to round up. Sweet! The- I can take off. Yeah. Okay. Bye. Thank God. Whew. Okay. Everyone, he's gone. <laughs> All right. Well, back as always, as she always is for our Oscar wrap-up. It's the nice tradition we have on the show. It's Lisa from I Love That Movie Podcast. How are you today?
2: Hey, doing well. Excited. Uh, you know, I won't add any more about this, but it was very exciting this year <laughs> for lots of reasons um, and excited to be back and to talk about it. Well, he
1: is obviously funny. talking about Zendaya's clothing choice of dress right. on the bottom, tucks on the front.
2: Mm-hmm. Exactly. He...
0: Now, Lisa, I know you know our next guest, so I'm actually going to give you the honors and have you introduce him.
2: Oh, yeah. So, um, our next our guest he's a newcomer to this um this wow i'm doing really well at this um (laughs) a newcomer to the oscars episode but say hi jeff hi
3: jeff
0: Hi, Jeff. (laughs) Jeff, you are new to our podcast. Tell us about you. Tell us where the people find you on the internet. What do you do for life that is outside of your job and stuff? I I
4: am. uh, Yeah, nobody wants to talk. Nobody wants to hear about my job. Trust me. So I (laughs) am a singer songwriter uh, who also I am on two podcasts. Uh, One is not. What did you say? Fortnightly.
0: Fortnightly. Every two weeks, even though our podcast actually comes out every three weeks. We just never just I've just never heard.
4: I've heard Fortnite, but not Fortnightly. That's just chef's kiss, man. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I'm on one uh, that's about John Mayer. Don't laugh. Uh, there's a That's the most successful podcast I've ever been on. And that is insane to me. Uh, but John Mayer is
0: very successful as well. So it makes sense to me.
4: It, the more niche your, your subject is, the bigger mm-hmm. the audience ends up being, basically. So that one I'm on whenever. There's no real timeline on that. I'm on another one called Current Gen Podcast. That one we mo- mainly talk about video games. I'm the movie guy, I guess. You know, I'm, But nobody really wants to hear me talk about Coda. You know, like they want to hear about true. titles and stuff they want to hear so, you sign
0: about coda that's they want to see you sign yeah, about it
4: but it is yeah. a youtube podcast too so i do have to use yeah. the digital background sometimes on there to uh you know because nobody wants to see my dark kitchen yeah. um so, <laughs> so uh yeah I, I have a lot of fun on that that one is weekly and I'm on youtube uh the current jed podcast i just started doing 10 second movie reviews on there just for jokes and it, it is literally what it sounds like it's just you know stupid 10 second reviews of movies like i try to do actual criticism stuff but it's mostly just dumb jokes and it looks like it's done by a high schooler. Like it's like a slideshow basically. It's it's that's kinda of fun yeah. though,
0: in its own way. Yeah. I, I like it's that. very
4: challenging. It's very challenging too, because you'll like be like, el- I have to cut this joke that's so like perfect for this. Oh well. Wow. That's
0: good. Your elevator review, it's like good, like if you yeah. you're only going one floor, how much how much can you get in? Yeah.
1: Exactly. Yeah. I love oh, the challenge. That's good. I would like to point out out of all four of us, Jeff's is the only background uh in which he will get murdered at some point tonight if this was a horror movie. It, it does yeah.
2: look very like uh um, uh, what was that movie? Searching or whatever?
1: Yeah, <laughs> unfriended, Searching. Uh, unfriended, yeah. yeah. What's yep. the other one that
4: uh, uh, there was another one that they did uh, during uh, like quarantine? Oh, during the <laughs> shutdown? Yeah, that, a, that was like, so good. Exorcism? Yeah, that one was so oh, that good. One was it was good. like an hour. That oh, was. Man, that was yeah. great. But yeah. yeah, there's there's a door That's... closed door behind me. If that opens, oh my god, please tell me. <laughs>
0: no, it's open already. Like, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, it's Ghostface. Right. Um. All right. Well, let's talk about the 2022 Oscars. Uh, This format is going to Different from years past, uh, we're going to strictly talk about the best picture nominees and the winner uh, in this episode, and then there will be another episode in which we will generally talk about the rest of the um, the rest of the nominations in other categories and you know the hosts and stuff like that. Um, <clears throat> for and I mean, Dune won so many awards that I mean we basically could just talk about the best pictures and basically cover almost every category. So um, let us begin. We're going to go round table. I'm going to call on each of you um, as we go through each movie. Um, but because it's just best picture, let's start with Coda. Did Coda deserve its best picture win, Lisa?
2: I have not seen Coda, sad face. <gasps> yes. That's like the what? one I, thought you that did. I didn't get to. I still praised it because I thought, <laughs> you know, that moment on the Oscars was very moving. But nope, I haven't seen it yet. So I'm going to have to pass to the next person.
0: Starting strong. <laughs> <laughs> <Jeff>. <laughs> great, great content, I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff, take it away. No, I didn't see it either. No. Um
2: Let <laughs> me know Jeff saw it. So
4: all of us just like didn't see it. That would be hilarious. That would be funny. The one movie. <laughs> the one movie. Yeah, I've seen Coda twice. Watched seen them all twice, but um I Coda was definitely the one that I was most eager to revisit twice. So I think your question was did it deserve to win? And in my opinion, you know, yes. That's a sign like this. Mm-hmm. Uh in my opinion, yes. I mean it was my second favorite to be nominated. Um and I just feel like i mean there there are certain things about the the movie that come together so beautifully like the uh the the way the family's written that that dynamic and it's how it's not just about yes it's a big part of it but it's not just about being in the deaf community you know it's about their hopes and dreams in their own lives and stuff and like how they conflict with each other because of you know deafness or whatever and uh i just love the script so much it's just every time i start the movie in the first five minutes i'm reminded that the script is brilliant and Mm -hmm. um so so the fact that it won that award is just uh perfect to me um so yeah i mean i love the movie so much and and it's and and it was definitely the one that i you know aside from there's another movie we'll discuss that i've watched way more (laughs) but aside from that movie this Mm. one was one that i was like i i mean i I have to watch this again that movie just made me feel so um, such a range of emotions Mm -hmm. so much so much belly laughing and like ugly crying just back to back dude it's so good
0: that's great uh paul
1: well, I'm gonna be honest. I didn't see it. Uh, Dune what? is like 14 hours long. Turkish <laughs> Pizza is like a thousand hours long. Like, there's just no time. Uh, no, actually, I no, I did see it. I, I made it through all of the best picture, and that's why, like, when we had talked about this, I'm like, can we just like narrow it down to best pictures like we normally do? Because 10 is already a lot. Um, I it was great. It reminded me of kind of like the book, not bygone era, but it's a it's a light movie. It is. It has you know. It has weight it has drama it has laughs but it's an overall fun movie that you can put on at any time and not have to worry about it kind of bringing you down because of its sadness or that it reminded me a lot of like say stepmom or the kinds of movies that just have good old-fashioned fun in it that are more of like a family weight that don't tend to get recognized a lot because there's no like artiste in them
0: yeah I um I I I agree with both of you um and I'm glad glad that it won. So don't get me wrong the way that I'm going. I'm glad that it won because of what it represents and oh, like what it is to uh to to a community, to Hollywood, to independent cinema, even like how hard that movie was to get made and then it wins best picture. Like that's the triumph story I'm looking for. All that's good. As a film in of itself, I liked it a lot. I watched it twice. Like I was 45 minutes in and I told my wife I'm like you have to watch this with me. Like this you can't sit this one out this is one you need to watch um and and she also loved it and so um so i'm very glad on all that front and i think it deserves its win because of all those other things but as a film in of itself i don't know if it um like transcends cinema to like be a best picture i don't know if that any of that makes sense to anybody i
4: i actually do agree with that even though i love the movie because when parasite won that was the last win that i was like oh what a legacy win right there like you're (laughs) Going to remember parasites win, you know. Uh, And this one, like we've already touched on, and there's nothing wrong with the movie being like this. It's pretty breezy. It's a very light watch.
0: So yeah, it's it's what makes it so fun and enjoyable and worth rewatching. But I don't like. I think as a as a cultural touchstone in in, for cinema and the world, it's important. Um, and so it deserves its win from from that from that standpoint. But just like as a basis of all the films, it's not the best made film out of the bunch. Um,
1: No, but. As we've seen, as we've seen just doing this podcast over the years, like, that's not always the one that even we pick when we go back and rewatch them. Correct. Mm-hmm,
0: yeah, that's true. You Sometimes know, we end up really just picking the, a lot of times we end up picking the one like, I know this is a better movie, but I liked this one more. Yeah, yeah and, it,
1: and it's funny. I can't remember which one it was off the top of my head. I'll remember it when you, when we actually get to the movie. But there was another movie that I watched during this Best Picture run that I was like, that I was pretty sure you had really liked. And when I watched it, I was like, all right, it's a fine movie, but I don't, I'm not saying it shouldn't have gotten nominated, but at the same time it was like, eh, it was fine. And Coda, while you could say is kind of like that, I think Coda does enough to elevate it into, into a best picture. And sometimes, you know, a crowd pleasing movie is just, Mm -hmm. is just as good as, as anything else in cinema. You know, controversy
4: aside, that's, that's probably why Green Book won. I mean, you know, it was a crowd pleaser to a lot of people, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. take Twitter out of it and stuff and how we might personally I mean, feel I mean it was a crowd pleaser I saw it yeah, right always but I saw <laughs> it you know in a relatively full theater and just I mean everybody loved that movie yeah so I
0: think when Palmer and it, I saw it, it like everybody that. really liked it too like everybody yeah. walking out of the theater was, you can always tell the vibe of the theater right. if they liked it or not like I remember yeah. leaving Sausage Party and nobody liked that movie you know <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, you remember that I had
4: a totally different experience with that movie I don't, oh my
0: gosh the theater was <laughs>
4: my theater was losing it
0: it art was not. It was <laughs> yeah. packed. It was the first show on a Thursday it's or whatever, so and, like, it started, like, the hype was at the top, yeah. and as the movie continued to go, you could feel the balloon deflate the entire movie. Oh, it was no. wild. The yeah. movie
1: just went on too long, is what it
4: was. No, yeah, thinking back on the movie, I mean, I had a good time yeah. with in the theater, but thinking back on it, I'm like, oh, that wasn't very good. And... <laughs>
1: and as the Oscars pointed out this year you know animated movies are just for kids anyway
4: Oh um, yeah they did kind of <laughs> they did kind of say that didn't they I yep.
0: missed that I saw that all over Twitter like did that when did that happen During when the they presented when the animated yeah. yeah I don't know why fr- I missed that with the three that.
4: princesses of the live action adaptation
1: yeah. yeah they yeah. were like and the winner for best animated movie which is really only for kids but adults have to endure it is Encanto oh yeah they did say wow.
0: that yeah, never mind no, that flea was-, was nominated <laughs> <laughs> yeah all Oh yeah, very adult kids. movie. Yeah, well, well, I'm I'm glad that we're all basically on the same page except for Lisa on Coda. Um, you know, yeah, I can't <laughs> like, believe Lisa hated it. it. She hates yeah. it so much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I remember her saying, like, I
1: refuse to ever watch this movie. It was weird.
2: Anything on Apple TV? It. I'm just. I need to get that subscription.
4: It's not. It's it's it's. I think it's perfectly priced at this point. When it started, mm-hmm. I was like, how can I justify this cost for one movie and two shows? But yeah. I feel like their
1: library has expanded. So I mean. Okay. I need yeah. to here's, give it a shot. Yeah, here's yeah. what you do, Lisa. Go out and buy uh Apple product.
2: Oh, I have an Apple TV too, is the dumb no, part. A new
1: one, because then oh. they'll give you free a year, Apple a year TV. For free.
2: Yeah. Wow. What yeah. if I, like, already have it? And
4: I yeah, I got an iPhone and for work, and they gave you me You could have deal. already have it, and you think you've yeah. just not been taking
1: advantage of it. Probably.
2: That sounds <laughs> and, like something I would do, to be honest. And, <laughs> and then, before the 30
1: days is up, return the Apple product for a full refund. Okay. Be like, all for Apple think.
0: TV. Yeah. <laughs> just for Coda. It's worth
1: it. <laughs> Coda and Ted Lasso. and Yeah.
0: And the tragedy <laughs> of Macbeth, Ted Lasso. I know that. I haven't seen Great. that either. You've cursed the show, Tim.
2: Yeah, it's Yeah. Really? That's what happened
0: at the Oscars. <laughs> it's a podcast we're safe it only works if there's a stage nobody's on the <laughs> stage here it's so all And it's okay. actually
1: pronounced the tray hyphen jiddy of Macbeth you
0: know when there's the way hy- post, yeah. you know when there's a hyphen in there that just extends the word no. That's the point of the no. hyphen
1: I refuse to listen to <laughs> like, your lies about the English language <laughs>
0: okay okay um let's move on to King Richard all right shall we um does anybody see King Richard let's start with Lisa did you see this one
2: no no I did I
0: did <laughs> <laughs> Lisa's like I just watched the animated films
3: this year.
2: Yeah, those are the only <laughs> ones that are for adults. As yep. <laughs> um, no, I did see King Richard. I think I saw it because of Jeff, actually, because it's him and a few other people that were like, "No, this is really good." Because I had that knee jerk reaction that I got quickly re- reprimanded for online. Um, of I was wondering why it was about the father and not about the two the two daughters. But I mean, when you see it, it is a really good film, and um, I am not surprised that you know, Will Smith was nominated and won best actor based on his performance in this movie. It was above and beyond. And mm. it was such a empowering and feel good movie about family, you know? And I think so often we see such a negative view of prodig like parents of kids that are prodigies. And this mm. was such a positive view on that. So yeah, it was really good. Highly recommend
4: yeah. Uh, Jeff. Yeah. I have to piggyback off of that. The positive image that they had of parents of prodigies where the parents were like no nah, man my kids are going to get burned out we're not going to have them do a tournament and you know because he's seeing all these other kids drop out or as they grow older they get burnt out or something mm-hmm. so i mean the concern of that the, their children well children's well-being and the fact that they kept saying every match they're like have fun and stuff like that. they call them matches in tennis right
3: mm-hmm. yeah way.
4: okay yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the fact that they were like have fun and stuff emphasizing that and it's just it felt like a different portrayal of of the because we've seen a million movies like this you know i mean uh so so it's, it is like a coda in that sense where it's like Feel good and light, but honestly, the, the script and the performances are just really great to me. um And and yeah, I, I agree that Will Smith deserved that award. If something else hadn't happened first, you know.
3: <laughs> well,
0: the, the way but, that I uh, say we're going to not talk about it on this particular show, but the way that right. I look at this, like that doesn't count because at this mo- like in the win in a way because they, it was yeah. a pre-vote. Like you know, like they didn't decide. Sure. Like, it wasn't two minutes before they had not, and they yeah, all voted course. on their phones. Yeah. So right. so like that would they be voted. Stressful they voted in the neutral territory so mm-hmm, exactly like, and so he deserved that win based on the based on the movie um, right absolutely and it is
4: another one that I do enjoy revisiting uh, as well and I'm honestly very surprised by that because I kind of kind of went into it with the same thing of like why is it about the dad mm-hmm. um, and do we need another sports biopic type thing I, it's just there's so many of these uh, but it, it, it really
0: worked it, it shined in the script and the performances yeah. it really was even Amy Schumer's one of her best jokes of the evening when she was like a movie about the Williams sisters father was uh it was a great great (laughs) joke um all right palmer i
1: mean we know my feelings on this movie it was in my top 10 last year and you assume that
0: i keep that like that yes you should always remember
1: everything i say at all times
0: you know i don't I, I
1: do know this. Deliberately, <laughs> we don't. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, it was it was really good, and I I heard the criticism initially before I saw the movie of why is it about the dad and not the Williams sisters? And yeah, he's the he's the title character, and he's he, he's shown to be kind of like their driving force into sticking with tennis. But I also think it's about them as well. Mm. So so I like that criticism to me is a little bit muted by people who are saying it that haven't seen it right. and also the william sisters were heavily involved in the movie mm-hmm. so yes. it's not like you know it's not like they were like just cast off mm-hmm.
3: uh
1: that being said like i i'm happy that will smith won the award for it and out of the people nominated he definitely should have won over everyone else <laughs> and <laughs> <laughs>
4: what <laughs> andrew garfield was my favorite performance You're Same, Garfield are
1: have yeah like normal you are wrong jeff <laughs> It's, all right. it's okay. It's
0: okay. Let it be known uh, for everyone who has, who do not follow Palmer on Academy Rewind or, on Twitter and or Jeff's Twitter or Jeff's yeah. Twitter. Let it be known that they are basically mortal enemies. <laughs> yeah. Yes, like, yeah. I've never really met people show. who are more yep. diametrically it's- opposed. <laughs> like in a opposed, in opposed. a like exactly exactly. It's the two in people a, from Highlander. Yeah, there can only be <laughs> right. and there can only be one, as we are aware. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah, uh,
1: but it's all in fun. Right?
0: Really, it yeah. is all in fun. Yeah, you, yeah. Jeff would not. I'm be certainly having fun. Yeah, yeah, Jeff would not be here if it was not in fun. Um, I feel like that would be a terrible. Palmer thing. Palmer hates
4: me. Do. I don't know if I should come on.
0: Yeah, it was <laughs> funny.
1: Like, like Tim was like, "Is it okay if Jeff's on the show?" And like, yeah. Like, why not?
0: <laughs> why well, I, I asked you more for time purposes, or if no. you didn't want to? Oh, ruin you're the, the one who's always complaining about time. That is Lisa Palmer and Tim. So <laughs> the Triforce. Yeah, exactly. So, so square, uh, squares are good too, though. So it's okay. Yeah, squares are good. So. Yeah. Will Smith
1: does a really good job in, in performance in this movie. And I'm glad he won the award. Is it my favorite Will Smith performance? Probably not. Do I think he should have been nominated one for collateral? Absolutely. Or was it King collateral that beauty?
0: That... No. Well, coll- yes,
1: collateral beauty. He definitely should have won. I love that movie unabashedly, but wow. also concussion. He should have, I was going to say, I thought... Oh, concussion. Concussion.
2: concussion I see.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I will say, I don't feel like this is like the Oscars typical makeup award because he was really good and it, it was an oscar worthy performance so I'm glad this this kind of worked out and it wasn't just like a hey we were supposed to give will Smith an award at some point at, by mm-hmm. this time
0: yeah I do think that he is the best part of the movie and not that he holds it together but because the movie is about him like it that's a lot of weight when like when carrying the movie to you know to be the driving force behind um less of an ensemble piece because it's there are other players in it but the but the the main thrust of the of the story is him and his journey with his kids and or with his whole family. Um, but um, I think I think the movie was terrific. I was resistant to watch it like like um, mm-hmm. like some people uh, even on this sh- even you guys because um, I like Jeff said like all right, well how many of these have I seen already mm-hmm. and I just I just was not I was not going to it didn't feel like I was going to be engaged with it and it really took until it was nominated for me to be like all right I guess I'll I guess I'll watch it and I was mm-hmm. I was I was really impressed with it. I was truthfully, I was impressed with the girls who played Serena and Venus. Yeah. Like I thought they were extraordinarily good and good tennis players. Like I that's what actually blew me away because I, I used to coach Varsity tennis. So like I had like a actual sport investment in a sport movie, which doesn't usually happen for me. Wow. Yeah. That's cool. It yeah. took yeah, it took They lost every match. It's fine. It <laughs> took <laughs> it took me um until this year to watch Remember the Titans. That's how little I care about many sports movies. Movies. i get it yeah i was just like i it, don't and watch like, many either yeah five minutes into that movie i'm like what this movie's about racism why didn't anybody say that that's way more like that's a way more interesting <laughs> story than like oh yeah. the football team are they going to win like i don't care about that like so that's what real sports are for i don't need the movie to do that oddly more. enough exactly. that's
1: the, that's the same exact uh that's the same exact plot line as the new football movie on netflix about really? the yeah about the saints coach who got banned oh, for like one yeah. year yeah yeah it's not. It's a, it's a family
0: comedy. It's like Little Giants. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, yeah. So, um, Little Giants. That's the kind of sport movie I can get behind. There we go. Little Giants. Yeah. <laughs> um, Big Green, Little Giants. Green. I was about lot. to say
1: Big Green. Yeah, those, yep.
0: That's the jam. Uh,
1: I will say like, yeah, Will Smith was probably the best part because he's the driving emotional force in the movie. But honestly, I really liked uh, the coaches as oh, the characters a little oh, bit Oh my more. John Barenthal
0: was excellent. John Barenthal, John
4: Barenthal was on and, yeah. some, some other level in this movie. Dude. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm telling you, gee whiz man like it's yeah. so freaking funny what he was doing yeah. it's movie. mainly the shorts
1: is what it, it is. was the shorts
0: <laughs> you know i'm so used to him playing not sinister characters but you know more like edgy or mm-hmm. hard characters that i looked up the real person in real life while watching the movie to be like is this guy actually a good man like or is yeah, he gonna not. screw them over or is it gonna get yeah. weird or whatever and it was like this man's great he's in the tennis hall of fame everyone loves him and I was,
3: <laughs> good and yeah.
1: and it would be uh it would be remiss of us to to not mention, even though she didn't win, Anjanou Ellis was nominated oh. for Best Supporting Actress. Yeah, she was so brilliant in she, this. Yeah, I was really happy to see. I don't know if she should have won, but yeah. her definitely should have gotten nominated, so I'm very happy that she was recognized. Who did,
0: win, who did win Best Supporting
4: Actress, remind me? How do I not remember now? Yeah, see, uh, it hard was a keep... person
1: in a movie.
4: It was a person in the movie. I it's can hard, confirm that. It's hard
0: to keep them all in your head. Yeah. And I don't it's have true. Open uh, for some
4: reason, all I can think of is Coda
1: now. I don't, I yeah. don't know
0: why. Keep talking, and I will find out. Because N- no, Troy Co- because Troy are won for, supporting Coda, yeah, for Coda yeah he won for Coda and and he's a actor yeah I know but I don't Timothy. but Marley but Marley didn't win for um, oh Sam it Marley. was
1: uh, it was Ariana DeBolt
0: for oh West that's Side right Thora. West Side yeah, Story yeah, how, how dare you Tim how the dare only good us. part about West Side Story you how dare you how, how dare me, how dare, me? Dare. how dare you yeah West Side we'll get to West Side Story oh actually coming up to it right now West Side Story <laughs> <laughs> I will say one
4: last thing about King, King Richard if I could. Uh, the, uh, yes. the part of the movie where I I kind of moved my opinion from it's decent to it's actually really good is the scene where uh, the guy comes in, he's a familiar actor, but he, uh, you know, uh, John Bernthal invites him in and he's like, I got you a $3 million deal and it expires tonight or whatever. And when uh, Richard was like, don't talk to me, tell her on it, you know, like, and when that's when it really shifted to uh, uh, Venus, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, like the movie became hers. Like really it's, it's about her at that point. It's her match after that. That's yeah. the focus, uh, you yeah, know, I agree Richards with that. Richards kind of just standing around. Uh, so I mean, I just love the movie from there. Pretty much.
0: That's good. That's a that's a keen observation on the narrative shift because it, mm-hmm. it is really su- it is really subtle. Um, and it was really...
1: that was that Dylan McDermott who played the? No, it was no, some he's guy. Sit- from, he's sit- from like the, the Office
4: the... and bit parts and stuff.
1: Okay, I can't
0: yeah, no, what his name? He's sitting at the uh, the table. Dylan McDermott was sitting at the table. It was actually fun to see Dylan McDermott. I haven't seen him in a movie. It's su- always it's fun, such fun to see him. Time, yeah. That I was ever since Miracle on Thirty Fourth street that was the, pretty much the last time i saw him yeah, yeah. I mean, he was on the practice um right oh yeah but he yeah. wasn't in a movie because he was busy doing the practice <laughs> West Side Story. This makes yeah. perfect. Less, oh, uh, nice story. West Side Story.
2: Lisa, take it away. I, okay. I wasn't super excited about this movie. Um, I've the seen the thing. original you know, West Side Story <laughs> and I respect what it did, but I don't know. It's just like, I'm like, it's good. I know why everyone loves this. Dah, dah, dah. But then I just kept seeing so much buzz about the remake by Steven Spielberg. And I was like, man, people haven't been excited about something Steven Spielberg is doing in a while, you know, right. just to be frank. Mm-hmm. Um, And so I watched it. Unfortunately, I. I watched it at home. I didn't get to watch it like in IMAX, but it. I think one big thing that stood out to me was just how beautiful the movie was. Mm -hmm. Um, I think I'm not used to seeing period pieces that are so clear and so colorful. You know, they didn't feel the need to put like a weird muted filter. It doesn't have to look like it's in that time period that way. Um, And it it almost felt-
4: He did that with the post, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
2: And and, and even like um, when we talk about licorice pizza later, it, it you know mm-hmm. oh. it looks like that it, it, they're using grainy footage and it, it adds to it I think but I liked in this movie that they didn't do that and it kind of felt like I was there almost like an immersive experience like sometimes mm-hmm. I felt like I was in the scene with the characters mm-hmm. the cast was really good um, I don't know something about it felt modern like even though not that much was changed um, some of the character choices being different I think added to that too um, obviously it was not in brown face which is great um, <laughs> and yeah just overall <laughs> Yeah, points listened. for that <laughs> yeah me and nick uh my husband he loved it too and he doesn't always vibe with musicals so
3: yeah you know, it's it just, the mark it, it's of
2: a really good it's really a good the mark movie. of
0: a good musical when yeah. a non-musical person a non-musical fan is like that was good i liked that yeah
2: exactly yeah
0: mm-hmm. that's good uh jeff yeah i'm i'm kind of the same
4: with musicals i'm very very picky about them but if i love one oh man i don't shut up about it uh the first one the original which was like 60 something years ago so long ago uh so it's fine if they remake it guys Okay, let's show let's with the, you can't remake it. They have remade Batman like 16 times. It's fine. 16 uh, so, years ago this year. Um, so it's just, that's one of my favorite movies ever made. I know there's problematic choices with the casting and the makeup. I know that. I'm well aware of that. And they didn't even use like the actor's singing voices and stuff. That's fine. I still love the heck out of the movie. I've seen it so many times. The original you're um, speaking of. Yes, yes. Yeah, okay. Um, so I was very, very concerned about this movie. But mm. each, each ad and trailer I kept seeing, I was like... I think i'm getting like legitimately hyped up about this movie and seeing it in theaters yeah man I, I really like this movie it i mean it's i don't i don't think it's as good as the original but that's like i've kind of grew up with that so it's not really fair um but i i am i do enjoy it and like i enjoyed it more the second time i watched it um at home so i i think he did an outstanding job making it stand out from the original because it's it's all the same songs the story didn't really change at all uh so he did a fantastic job through the casting through uh the camera work Work, which I know he has a lot to do with that. I'm sure, I know he has uses the same collaborator a lot uh, mm-hmm. for cinematography, but but Stephen has a control with the camera and lighting and stuff that that he, he you know he's he, it's just unlike a lot of directors uh, and, and it, it shines through this movie. And um, I just I love the music, man. It's just I'm a sucker for these songs, I, it, it, and it is weird some of the placement of it because it's different from the original. Um, but it's still, when you think about it, uh, story wise, it kind of makes sense that you would put "I Feel Pretty" after the. The the whatever, the riffraff, whatever you call
3: it. Yeah. (laughs)
4: Yeah, <laughs> whatever they call the the fight uh so it kind of makes sense because she's oblivious to what's happened and, and that's actually the way it was staged in the musical uh the stage musical um so so it is weird when you know the movie by heart but when you watch this one you kind of have to like logic it in your brain like okay this makes sense because she's oblivious and she's on cloud nine she has no clue what's happened that her world's about to change you know uh anyway whatever that
1: stuff that specific stuff aside i thought i thought it was great I-, I really liked it uh palmer i Man. So we remember that I didn't really like the original.
0: Yes, I remember.
1: Yeah. yeah. And I don't know, for some reason, like Sondheim songs don't do it for me.
0: I don't know hmm. why. Because they're dissonant and usually an unusual time they're unusual time measures. Like they're just like all they all over the place. Yeah, and I'm not saying like all the
1: songs in West Side Story are bad. They're not. Some of them are some of them are really good. I don't think it's enough to make up the entire musical though. Uh, but my biggest problem I keep hearing everyone talking about like how gorgeous this movie looks. And I really want to know how you guys saw any of this through all of the JJ Abrams lens flare. Like there I'm just, was just... I'm just personally I'm just not bothered by lens flares. So, I mean, I there's know. I can get away with some, but there was a lot in this program. There was, yeah. Yeah, there was. And that, like, to me, that was so distracting from the actual look <laughs> of the movie. At times, you're right. It looks pretty, it looks vibrant, which is great. There's um uh, there's an unrealistic quality to the the overall look that kind of bothers me, and it bothers me. It crops up a bit in in both uh, Spielberg and Lucas movies. Like it really bothered me in, say, the last Indiana Jones movie. There's just the sheen over the entire movie that that takes you out of it being realistic. Um,
2: realistic Indiana Jones. Yeah, I, I mean, probably,
0: yeah, but Indiana, right, it's not realistic in the first place. But no, I do it, understand what you mean about Indy four looking different than the first it, three. Yeah,
1: it just makes you very conscious that you're not watching, like you're watching something other than other than realism it's weird i know movies suspension of disbelief but there's some things that can suck you out of it and for me this is a big thing that does when when movies kind of have that sheen to it which i attributed originally a lot to when filmmakers first switched over to digital only yeah um and so there was that but that being said uh debo was really good i'm happy she won uh the person who played uh the Juliet character rachel zegler rachel zegler I Oh, Maria. Yep, yeah, Maria. She was really good. Uh, Antel Eg- Egort can, you know, burn in hell, but. Okay.
4: <laughs> I thought, like, I kept hearing that he was mediocre or bad. And then each time I watched the movie, I'm like, this guy has good vocal control. Like, it's. I like his voice. And yeah. I didn't. He's not as strong
0: as the rest of the cast. But, no, I agree
4: with that. But he's, sure. not, he's, 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 he's
0: not He's not a distraction the way that other people can be in musicals. Where Some, you...
4: Sometimes, yeah.
0: He's not yeah. like Russell Crowe
4: and Late Miz, where you're like, what are you decided... doing? Hey, yeah. yeah. Russell Crowe. Was
0: great at playing as
3: fuck you.
0: Uh, okay. Um, I I actually is think it's singing? more. I think it's more like Emma Watson in Beauty and the Beast, where like yeah. she's yeah. clearly not a trained singer. She's auto tuned yeah. out of this world, and not that, like the Beast is. Dan Stevens is Beast but his voice was already altered because of being the Beast, so it yes. doesn't stand out the same way. Mm-hmm. But like you know, Josh Gad and um Luke Evans were like they're trained, they're theater tra- train. yeah. trained singers, and the the, the mark difference is absurd in the I didn't find Ansel to be out like of the No I, I think in, the in fact way. they
4: they tried to make sure the performances stayed true to being a live performance as much as they could. They, I don't think they did it. they shot them singing live. I'm saying in the studio
1: I don't Which I just that never works out well.
4: And right. And I don't, I don't I don't I don't hear my ears don't hear having been in the studio like a lot, I don't hear a pitch correction where it was totally obvious in Beauty and the Beast with Emma Watson. It was like they're just abusing a pitch correction here it sounds awful like mm-hmm. uh, in, in this I didn't hear that as much so I, I, no, I actually didn't I, like
0: that because they're all most of them are all, I mean I think yeah. all of them are trained like you can tell right. like Rachel Zegler is like like that's a that's a real yeah. voice that's no. not that's yeah, not and, I sing in the shower voice yeah
1: and Debo is from Broadway or at least from the theater yeah um, but like Ansel to me just even the just the way he carries himself in the movie like yeah his singing isn't that bad I've seen worse mm-hmm. in movies that I've liked more um Cyrano is a good thing like that, like Cyrano has oh, a bunch yeah. of people yeah. who not carry a tune that well, right. but I like them better. And Ansel just carried like his entire character in this movie just seems like basic, basic white guy. <laughs> and as far as Emma Watson in Beauty and the Beast, Lisa's the only person I like on the show anymore because Emma Watson is a national treasure in Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> How she did not win every award that year is beyond. You know that she's I not
2: don't from really here, like here, right? <laughs> like, she's and national treasure, where she's from. <laughs> yeah, she's I didn't a- <laughs> really like that. Really. Yeah, quiet, Lisa. <laughs> <laughs> I, I had a hard time sitting through it i was like did we need this i don't know yeah but no we
0: did not i feel
2: absolutely. like with Ansel, don't you think it's more of, you know, of the him controversy? as a person yeah, yeah. oh yeah absolutely he, like that's why so i think
0: he can burn in hell
1: like p- there's nothing on, he did in this movie
2: people on twitter saying their performance is bad they're embellishing because they don't like him correct Yeah, right. yeah. It was, it's informing
1: like, their opinion of the movie yeah exactly yeah. yeah yeah like i wouldn't say he was horrible i thought he was i honestly thought he was generic and he could have easily been replaced by any else. Yeah,
4: I, I wish he stuck to his guns with the Broadway casting and just cast somebody from Broadway in that role. Because
3: yeah, he with felt...
4: riff it worked. Like Mike Feist, I was going to talk about Mike Feist. Yeah, he yeah. should for, have, for have been, been nominated. Actor. He right. was outstanding. Like yeah. Ariana Debose, like we've talked about. Like I mean, just yeah. so many Broadway people that worked which, in this movie, which
3: is
1: kind of like... weird because I, I don't think Steven Spielberg would have gotten a note from the would have gotten a note from the studio saying no, you need to cast a uh, no. you need to cast a known person, right? And it's um, not
2: like he he brings in a lot of money or anything i don't know like i don't feel like anybody was like oh this is my favorite actor it's a really big name
1: mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Really no not at all Bring a You're bunch right. of people yeah. to the
2: theater it's like well, I mean, why? to be fair
1: like i know the difference between the two but i still kind of always confuse him with the kid from kingsman so
0: like he's oh, just Taren, an interchangeable Edgerton? yeah yeah he'd have been Ooh, too I old think, now <laughs> but he would have been better yeah i, I was
1: gonna say <laughs> yeah. have has he been in a musical terry because I, I feel yeah, like I heard him. He, he was yeah oh yeah yeah no he would have been Better,
0: yeah, he's yeah. got a great voice. Yeah. Um, oh. just to, so, so I can voice my opinion. Um, no,
4: you're not allowed, we're moving
1: on.
0: All right, I want to yeah. Mute. Yeah. I'm starting my own podcast <laughs> talking about how Emma Stone is great. You
1: mean Emma Watson? She is great,
2: she's yeah, she is good. she's
1: good, yeah.
2: except
0: in La La Land, but still, nope, she's great in that too. <laughs> yeah, she needs better vocal control, but she is good. Um, but, um Uh, I loved West Side Story. I think Spielberg, like, really low-key made one of the best movies of his his career and didn't get a single award for it. I mean, he's got plenty of awards. It's not like he, like, needs more of them. I'm like, oh, that poor Steven Spielberg just needs some (laughs) recognition. One of the greatest filmmakers of all time needs needs more recognition. But, like, I, I, on this podcast, have said four years that, like, the last 20 years of Spielberg, he's been coasting. Like, Uh, since he, since the beach. Of Normandy, he's just been like it's been. They've all been good movies. None of them have been bad. Like, well, some of no. them have been.
1: Ready Player One
0: was bad, uh, which I didn't see, so I can honestly say oh, that I've not seen a bad Spielberg movie. I like it. Years. I was
4: it's I was entertained great. by it, but yeah, I'm, I'm with yeah, I'm with Lisa.
0: Yeah. yeah, so, but I think this is the first movie where he like actually challenged himself in a long time, and, and like, yeah. and and he like he really put like a real creative driving force behind it, and it just shows on every level of the movie movie like as a, like a true director like really would bring all of these pieces together and i and nothing and it just disappeared like they and like people didn't see it like and like there's like a buzz on it afterward but i, right. I think that it, it like
1: well like, musicals are always are always difficult to get yeah. a mass audience to to begin with
0: it's a hard sell yeah unless unless they're a like unless the music is like real simple and real crowd pleasing like great uh, showman greatest I was showman just thinking, yeah, yeah like the music's really simple like it's it's easily pop. hummable it's, yeah pop. it's Broadway pop yeah yeah, yeah. And so there's really nothing there's it sticks in your head because it's easy Um, and so and um, Bernstein is not easy like Sondheim's lyrics are not easy Uh, there's a there's just a lot happening all the time and so it is more of a it is for a, a different musical crowd Um, mm-hmm. and so but I, do I love respect that.
4: That, that I know that it was belated but I do respect uh, that it at least got some traction on social Social media when Same. that that oneer that goes into the gymnasium during the prompt the dance or whatever amazing. oh that that was that was, a that really was good trending and, and I was like yes thank you thank you mm-hmm. for being a viral tweet because like that that it deserved love in some on some technical level yeah yeah I no there,
1: absolutely agree there were some really good shots in the movie and I'll give it yeah. that and I think that, like it's not I said, that
0: there's some good shots the whole movie is the whole movie is a great shot like I I whole, honestly from
1: start to finish no I honestly wouldn't go that far and I'm not saying that as a as a troll. I I actually believe that I will say that I do believe that there were some good shots and there were some really good sequences. Yeah, America is you know, a great sequence. I'm America like. I thought was such a great sequence. Uh, I feel pretty was done really well. Mm-hmm. And again, like and th- unfortunately, like those are really the only two that I re- like. Those are the only two bits that I remember from the movie, either this one or even the previous one. So it's hard for me to really say. Oh, like Man, that's a bummer
4: because I thought Cool was really well shot too. Cool is great, yeah. and, and yeah. I just mean from like where the camera is in relation to the choreography. Mm -hmm. I don't necessarily mean look at that shot. I just mean like,
0: no, it's the movie. Everything in cool plays really well. And I like the shift in, in what it's about too. And that it's really singer. Mm -hmm. Yeah. mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, You're right. So, but
1: I will say like, I still don't feel, I still don't feel like, like Tim does that Spielberg has been coasting for the last 20 years. I think in the last 20 years, he's made movies that I think are better than most of his catalog. uh, Bridge of Spies. Eyes. I even I like love that movie. I do. You know, I like yeah, the post. Sure. And as far as like him not getting any awards for this, he only gets awards for movies set in World War II. It's, <laughs> it's true. So he should have moved, like, yeah. moved the timeline. Should well, have moved the timeline.
0: Wow,
3: Spiel- I didn't
1: realize *West Side Story* was actually about the Battle of Nuremberg.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, the thing about like so Spielberg coasting doesn't mean that the movies are mediocre. Like like I said, no. they're all good. It's just that he like he well, knows right, how to but make I think those better like he like you know what i mean like he's honed the craft of what those yeah. films are the post bridge of spies those like i it, mean adventures it, of tintin like, you know like those. that was the, a
1: that was an expansion for him i
3: yeah. like
2: that a little
0: bit yeah lot. yeah yeah, yeah, t- yeah it did not get enough love but it, i don't think it is in like his top caliber films either right. yeah. um so but i think west side story is like west side story is his raiders jaws close encounters schindler's list jurassic park west side story though um that like that is his his like yeah, it's in the conversations. His, like, yeah, yeah. absolutely and it, it, I hope that it will continue to be um, let's talk the power of the dog um, I have a dog at home she's lovely she's very, very powerful. powerful she yeah. controls all of our lives um, that's what
4: I've been looking at if you're curious like I know we're not filming this uh, for, for whatever YouTube or whatever but if you see me looking around it's because my dog is
0: <laughs> oh, no, my, just, my door's closed so that doesn't happen I had a meeting <laughs> on Zoom the other day and like she like started to scritch herself and the person yeah. I was meeting with was like I hear a dog <laughs> it was like immediately like the meaning was gone and it was all about the dog um That's so power. the power is is good uh lisa let's we've already talked about power of the dog on a previous episode but lisa recap your feeling on, on power of the dog
2: um it's bleak y'all yeah. <laughs> what? um it's it's a i i found i had a hard time watching it let me say that not because Understand. it's not well made but it is difficult to get through i think emotionally and i remember back when i saw it i had a a conversation with somebody that um, you know who identifies as you know he's a cis gay man and he said that he didn't like the idea of he felt like there's too many Hollywood movies where gay men are like Cumberbatch's character where they have like this evil sadistic side and they're so tortured by their sexuality that they're being cruel and he kind of didn't like that Mm. because um, and and he says he feels like a lot of times the Academy picks movies like that for gay rep representation like very negative sad tragic that kind of vantage point and i was like yeah i kind of agree with that um That being said, I thought that the performances were really, really good. Um, I thought it was directed very well. Um, I really love Jesse Plemons' character. There's a scene where he says something like, It's really nice not to be alone uh, to Kirsten Dunst. And I literally like cried. Like it was just such a sweet moment. And Kirsten Dunst, by the way, phenomenal in this film. Incredible Mm -hmm. performance. Like just blew me away. Like, wow. Um, So there's a lot to like. I think it's just not a movie that I'm like, Oh, I can't wait to feel all those emotions. Oh, again. yeah. You yeah, know? no. So it's not, um, I was kind of secretly hoping it didn't get best fiction. Oh, um, I was, I'm <laughs> with you on
0: that. I'm going to be honest. But go C- ahead. Yeah, Jeff, tell us more. Know, yeah, tell, tell us more. Well,
4: the only reason I say that, I actually rated it like, I'm on Letterboxd and stuff, so I actually rated this like four out of five stars, because I think this is a really good movie. It's just best of the year. I was like, get out of here, dude. There's. It's mm-hmm. way too subdued for a best of the year award, uh, in my opinion.
1: Have you uh, seen the Oscars before?
4: <laughs> I know. <laughs> is no, is this your on, first I was like, Yeah. It's it's good but it's just so quiet no, no it wasn't I thought it was good um, so I mean it's kind of the same thing for this one it's another nomad land situation where I thought it was like good and the story made me think like for many weeks after to the point where when I was sitting down for my rewatch uh, I was really eager to watch it again because now I knew where the story went there was like a good mm. 30 minute chunk where you're like okay they're uh, they're doing stuff I don't understand what's going on like what like they're hanging mm-hmm. out now What
1: what's happening like why, why are they just staring off into the distance <laughs> Doesn't that that mountain look like a dog? No, it doesn't. It looks like a mountain.
4: (laughs) there's a lot of that stuff where it's like could be a metaphor for something I don't know movie's not really clear on that uh yeah but it's kind of meant to sit there for you to like a painting just kind of impose your point of view on it Mm -hmm. um and I respect the perspective of like the stereotype um I I totally you know I I understand where that's coming from I just uh I still I still thought it was actually a pretty good like you know for what it is and I thought he was more bitter at just being lonely because you know like Justy Plemons says I'm just thankful to not be alone because he's not just because he's around this miserable guy who's projecting right. his insecurities on everybody, but he just you know these these are just two lonely guys that just want a fam- like a family or to love somebody, mm-hmm. and um, the fact that Cumberbatch is his character is not I don't know able to do that through his I feel like it's his own choice at that point. I mean I know that those are different times, but yeah, yeah I was <laughs> he's making to, the choice to be a douche, so yes. yeah, <laughs> to, the,
0: to the point of Lisa's friend and to yours and like whatever. Like I definitely agree that the Academy does pick like movie. That like yep. the representation is suffering yep. is big, but mm-hmm. that's that's drama at the same time. Be, like that's yeah. a, that's part of the genre, like suffering. Um, and it, so, but you're right that that ha- like a movie like Coda, which there is not tons of suffering, and it is a it more of a joyful progression of a journey. Like it's for the family, yeah. that's yeah. Like yeah. that that story doesn't get told from from different perspectives a lot yeah. of the time. So but, I um, did. Also,
4: I love the score a whole lot to a sure. point yeah. where the the I would have probably good. given it the, the award yeah. for it. I also um, feel like I,
2: there's some mystery now. um where we were talking about jeff where you're thinking about it um thinking about motives was something you know was the death intentional was it a murder like that kind of keeps you up at night after right
4: that and phil's motive that's his name phil phil's motive when he starts befriending him was never clear to me like never and Mm -hmm. the movie just wants you to guess and and Mm -hmm. i I like movies that do that so at the end of the day i came up positive
1: i you know i absolutely love the movie i think it might no it, it wasn't the highest one on my top 10 but i thought it i thought it was the favorite going in like a lot of people did i thought it might have won if it wasn't netflix yeah uh i really like i really love jane jane campion stuff Mm -hmm. uh i really love the piano uh and as far as as far as like the academy always seeming to to nominate this style of movie with gay characters i think it's a lot because right wrong or indifferent as far as nominating them go there's just a lot of there's a lot of movies that are coming out based on being gay in times where it wasn't okay to outwardly be gay and how it could like how physically and emotionally it could really affect you to the point where you would be a completely different you could have been a completely different person if you were able to live out in the open the way you wanted to and i think like that's the point of these things it's not so much to like make them look to be the evil person as much as look what we did by suppressing these people for so long that you know could he could phil have been a completely different and likable person if he was gay in a different I mean, time i think Probably. the movie was
4: kind of alluding to the fact that he could have been he was capable of that when right. mm-hmm. when uh cody smith mcphee's character gave him the uh he was like no i got some i got some rope uh don't worry about it. i'm totally gonna not, i'm totally not gonna kill you i'm gonna give you some rope right. uh <laughs> which is a weird comment to say. <laughs> or some hide i'm sorry uh yeah. when he said i'm gonna give you some hide and he was truly touched and he was like i'm gonna turn over a new leaf you know yeah. i was like this mm-hmm. guy see he's he's capable of it it's yeah.
1: in there you you know, I think it's just. I didn't just see we didn't, it again, we didn't see
2: I read it. him as just like I don't know. Oh, well, it's easy to it it's easy to
1: do that. Harder. Like I can I can <laughs> definitely like... see your point of view. Yeah. And there are yeah, times I do. there are times where like a character in my mind just does something at some point, and I'm just like I don't care if he's supposed to be redeemed at the end. Screw him. So I can totally get that feeling for any character. Yeah. Uh, and then also you know it had it had another what three nominee you know all the actors got nominated for it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Benedict Cumberbatch Kirsten Dunst Cody Smith. McPhee, the guy from Game Night.
0: Why do you hate Jesse Blumens? Like, I don't, I love him. He, looks he was like, like that day of got stung Stun by a bee. Really
3: yeah. Guy, I don't know. He the was the guy in the stole of my Mike
4: Feist uh, uh, nomination. That's that's how it, that's who he used to me. Yeah. I, but Mike I,
3: I, I
1: just remember when we were doing our episode, like I was blanking on his name, so I was like, the guy from game night. <laughs> and now it's just an ongoing joke. But they he all they all gave some really good performances. Um and it was just it was too bad that the biggest controversy out of the Oscars was how disrespected uh, Kirsten Dunst was when she was called a seat filler like that, that was,
2: was a just, bit I, it was, <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay. I know okay. like okay. I can't believe anyone got upset over that
2: I know like, no so people were
3: legit
4: like because yeah. especially because they were blurring what was a bit and what wasn't anymore mm-hmm. at that point that they were like <laughs> oh, oh Amy Schumer is legitimately calling her it, a seat filler and disrespecting her it's easy her to and... tell
1: what was and what wasn't a bit if the audio and video cut out it was
3: not I <laughs>
2: Right, right. Yeah. yeah, no. I saw a lot on TikTok, and I was like, TikTok, I'm about to delete this app. It's just yeah, so frustrating. Just yeah. bad. No, that takes was...
0: from bad takes from kids. Yes, and, so... was, yeah.
1: and you know what? It was it was a funny bit because like Jesse Plemons just really like sitting there, he's like you realize that was my wife. Right? He's so chill <laughs> about it. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> like, like he's he good. Like he can do straight comedy. I'm not look. I'm not going to say he could be the next like Philip Seymour Hoffman, but he's got the build for it. <laughs>
0: I, th- I think he has the acting chops to be one of the best. Yeah. Like, he, he is – he He was my favorite I, part of the movie. Um, I, Game Night, I, yeah. Too. Yeah, actually Game oh, Night, wow. yeah. He was one of the best parts <laughs> of Game Night. But um, really is. <laughs> but no, Powder of the Dog, he was my favorite part. Like, when the camera – when the story turned away from him, I was like, I am less interested in this movie now. Like, Is that yeah. because
1: Benedict Cumberbatch's character was, I, yeah, uh, was I, not
0: likable? I just wanted good uh, yes. things for – yeah, I wanted good things for him. And I also, like Lisa, need to watch it again because once the movie wrapped i went oh that's what the movie i was supposed to be watching for okay the power of the dog was the friends we made along the or, way yeah or and the failed, we apparently. killed along the way
1: Yeah. yeah well they mention it
4: actually early on uh uh cody smith mcphee's character does over here or he's told explicitly about anthrax on hide yeah so so the idea is planted in, in him early on and then it shows him cutting a hide by himself with gloves uh from a from a d- dead cow that we don't yeah. know yeah. what it died of so i mean like they kind of plant the idea along the way and it's just easier to catch the the seeds of it right on a rewatch for sure mm-hmm. yeah at the end
2: i was like oh he murdered him yeah because yeah. of the way he was treating his mom right i get right. it
1: yeah which i mean come on like i get it, was it. like really, it's like, really
2: yeah. got it. yeah it was,
1: it say was he didn't
2: deserve it so
1: yeah and and you know again like you you're right. Like to. Uh, I would have I would have been fine if this would have been nominated for, if this would have won best picture. I think in if they would have went in the more artistic direction this win, which they've kind of been land-based for in the past. But I also really love uh the piano, which is again same kind of thing. It's like not you're we're we're talk about the is, piano palmer, we're no, here talking about
0: 2022 <laughs> Oscar nominations. <laughs> <laughs> Moving like, it's on, just,
1: <laughs> it's just a downer. A you downer. don't feel good coming out of it. No, no and uh, it you may
2: don't be ha- unhappy. Yeah, you don't <laughs>
0: have to the best picture winner doesn't have to be a yeah. Um, a downer, but I think what's so interesting about the project that Palmer and I have taken up with Academy Rewind is like looking at what has won based on what is happening in the country at the time. It's been a yes. tough two years. We need, like, the movie that won, like, that made me feel good. The importance yeah. of love and family and togetherness and following your dreams, and like, that was good. I needed oh, that. Oh, that's what that's... Coda was? You know what? I switched. <laughs> yeah. I switched.
1: Power of the dog should definitely have won. <laughs> yeah.
0: Let's, now, let's talk about Palmer's favorite movie, Liquid- Oh, God. Pizza. Yeah. Pizza. I mean,
1: you could have said like three movies after that, and it would have been the same.
0: <laughs> I, I know. <laughs> Licorice, Pizza, Palmer. Keep quiet. It's Lisa's turn. Lisa, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs>
2: So uh I saw I had to see this movie um, and it was so painful waiting so long to see it. but um I started to get unhappy about watching it. I was actually telling Jeff this the other day that there's so much discourse online about it that I was like afraid to see it. I'm like, am I just gonna like hate this movie like what's gonna happen um and I am a huge Paul Thomas Anderson fan. I have to start that right off the bat and just come out and admit that that I love his style of filmmaking. I love his movies um and then the other thing i'm going to say is i feel like a lot of the opinions that are coming out about the film are not from people that have necessarily seen it and i, I also I'm think sure. no shade because not everybody has to see everything to form an opinion but i do feel like some of the criticism comes from people that maybe are not familiar with paul thomas anderson's voice because there's a lot of assumptions about what he's saying here and i don't think it's right mm-hmm. i don't think he would say those things <laughs> specifically racist or horrible things that that's my opinion and I understand you shouldn't have to watch a whole catalog of movies to get that so if yeah. you know if it's not clear in this movie I am walking in with the bias but then the other thing is I felt like a lot of what they were talking about that's so problematic is very brief or not really in the movie or at least not in the way that I saw it um you know there's a relationship where there's a big age gap that is in real life is illegal even in the movie they talk about it being illegal but you know I don't know if there's a spoiler or not there's no sex in the movie and they don't even really get together in air quotes until the end. In fact, I think it's still a question mark to me if they continue a relationship after the end of the movie. Mm -hmm. It's more about two people that don't really fit together but are both not fitting in the world and so they've kind of have this tug and pull the whole movie. Um, I also think it's the director's viewpoint. It's sort of his fantasy. Maybe a fantasy about him as a young person liking a woman that's older than him. I don't know. Anyway, my point is it was way more lighthearted and it was just a different movie than what i'm hearing about online um and i really enjoyed it you know maybe i'll change my mind someday but i actually really liked it i thought it was a great movie um i loved all the actors in it um i love the band hames so that was another selling point and you know alana was a great actress so anyway i loved it um don't at me go on to jeff
0: jeff <laughs> take
4: it away <laughs> Uh, I mean, I almost feel identical to pretty much identical to how Lisa felt about it and about PTA's work. I've I am a huge fan, and this is a more recent love that I've gained for PTA's work. a uh, huge fan of the way he makes movies and tells stories. Um, it's just so unique. And I know that there's varying degrees because each of his movies are just so freaking different, uh, subject-wise and pacing-wise and stuff like Inherent Vice, not my favorite, not my jam. But Phantom Thread can't explain it. Love it to pieces. Love it. Um, so I was very excited to see this movie um immediately and, and i did before the discourse got hot and heavy i i, I saw it like opening day, i think it was christmas day literally christmas day and i treated myself that was my present to myself uh and i know that uh palmer's
1: like is it a present to yourself though or is like, it like why you? why do you hate yourself is the thing
4: <laughs> but yeah I, I I came out loving it uh and i and i don't love it as much as i did the first time i saw it but i still love the oh, movie good. uh yeah. <laughs> no it's just I think you should watch it like
1: five more times
4: and see if you catch up It's just when you do see all the discourse as often as you do because i'm on twitter all the time and i know that's a me problem uh (laughs) you know you stumble upon some really good points and i'm like yeah 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 yeah." and it kind of impacts the way you feel about a movie Mm -hmm. uh but but i still end up loving it you know like i mean talk about a totally contrasting movie to power the power of the dog where i came out of that movie like a little sad and depressed and and in in this one it's just i know it's an icky relationship it's kind of you know touched on in the movie quite a bit uh but but i just came out like smiling i just i had a great time with it alana heim was like just a perfect choice for this and and her naturalistic acting ability is uh i mean you can't teach that the the way i mean she's she was just like a perfect lead for this um her scene where she's running after uh cooper hoffman's character like and he gets arrested and she's running after him and he gets (laughs) that's a freaking hilarious scene by the way where the (laughs) the the perpetrator comes out and he's like that ain't him and they just disappears and they just unlock him and free him but her outside the door going come on I'm like you can't teach this stuff she's such a natural uh, she's so funny um, so I mean a lot of the humor just really landed with me um, I, God there was something specific I wanted to mention too but I can't remember what it was now anyway please, tell me, was, please tell
0: me it was John Peters because that was really yes. a true highlight yeah. for me I was
4: going to say there was another performance I wanted to mention and it was Bradley Cooper uh, he's so freaking funny you understand I'm going to kill your family if you mess up my house You're he's Stray so sam. Stray he's sam. so
0: ridiculous sam Stray Try to <laughs>
4: <laughs> and him, like, uh in the background of a shot where Alana's kind of realizing that she's hanging out with kids and she's mm-hmm. like, What am I doing with my life? She's having that existential crisis. I mean, this entire movie is existential, but she's having this crisis again for her age. She should not be around these kids that are doing inappropriate things with a gas can. And like him in the background, just like shattering a glass window. And then two girls walk by and he turns the other direction to be like, Hey, do you guys like bagels or whatever he says? Yeah. <laughs> it's so freaking funny. uh So when it won, I think it won Best Comedy for. Or something. I think the critic's choice. And I was like, guys, I mean this movie is actually really funny. It's some people were kind of miffed about that. Like we should have gone to Barb and Star and I'm like, but this movie is really funny. I I don't know what to tell you. Uh anyway, I loved it. Um I don't want to keep I could talk forever about this movie. I don't want to keep at it.
0: Okay. I'm gonna go next because I have a similar viewpoint to the two of you where I also Ooh. really I also really liked it. Um I, I do think that it, it drags in the middle like or somewhere around the the backwards the um ten dr- van drive Driving. Like I was like <laughs> this like I'm I am in a different movie than I was previously. Oh, I like the
4: um, uh it, it felt like a perfect metaphor. Oh no, it was, it was. like, like my life is like, out of
0: control and yeah, she knew and she it is, and and he was like, That was the best and she was like, It was not the best. That was so stressful like, and I'm
4: too it, old for this. Yeah, yeah was, I liked yeah. that juxtaposition
0: between like the like two Wendy of and them.
2: Peter Pan yeah, of yeah. Sides. Yeah.
0: And and then it was like her as the adult that had to fix the problem like even yeah. if it was you know backwards right like i i did like all that it just felt like i i love these scenes there where, um, from where what it was where, where they become
4: combative i think it's right before that or right after it where the, where she's like you're, you're gonna throw up if you smoke that cigarette and oh my god dude their exchange is so freaking funny um yeah. so is it around that part of the movie where they start to kind of like get fall you know kind of split apart away from each other like philosophically and stuff and they start to argue a lot yeah i so actually that, found that i also part,
0: found cooper hoffman extraordinarily good like you know like yes. a lot of it yeah. was going to a lot of it was going to Alana Haim, but like he was excellent um it's you know it's Palmer I said agree. the next um Palmer said the next um Jesse Plemons might be the next C- Philip Seymour Hoffman but like but like uh, Cooper Hoffman is actually the son of <laughs> Philip Seymour Hoffman like so like if anybody's going to be the next one it is literally that kid because he be, is him yeah um he has
4: different sensibilities he
0: it's he does yeah it's, but he's a child yeah. so you know? oh yeah, yeah that's true yeah <laughs> but uh I yeah I, loved it. I, um, I, I can see where people are like, oh, this is PTA's like f- f- growing up his fantasy, or is this? Or I'm like, you, you gotta remove the, the like, like uh, an author, an, an a horror author doesn't want to murder everybody. Like they're telling a story, and so like, in a film director is no different than that. Like they're telling a story. Like and that story doesn't always have to entertain you. It, it can make you think, or it can put you in a different perspective. But you, like, and I think that's what Pete. I think that's what Paul Thomas Anderson does a. Lot like you know like he's not like i can't wait to mine for oil and then get killed by a bowling ball like you know or whatever like that's <laughs> like that's like that's, that's that, he's making a movie and i think that licorice pizza like that's he's making a movie like mm-hmm. everybody calm down like like he doesn't agree <laughs> with the racism he's showing you what it was like yeah in the 70s in the 70s like, yeah. there's, a di- yeah. there's a difference there was
2: like a weird being enamored with japan but also being so incredibly tone deaf and in condescending at the casually. Time. So yeah.
4: casually and openly, without consequence.
0: Right. And, like, people forget that, like, things were different in different time periods. And, like, and so, and I think, truthfully, I I find sometimes, like, younger generations, I sound like we're so old. and like, we're, like, in our 30s. <laughs> like, you, you definitely know, like, are. You know, but, <laughs> like, you know, you are the oldest among us here, so hush. Yes, uh-huh. but I can still get in touch with the youths. The youths? Yep. <laughs> that is not true um but anyway uh like i like i find that like a younger audience like just doesn't get it because they don't have the experience but that also like speaks to the movie that's like the point of the movie that like you know like they don't get it because they don't have experience like and that's that's part of the growing up process and so yeah i really liked it i didn't it might be my favorite pta movie and i really I, i really liked phantom thread like i really liked that and that like that was it for a while but um this this and this might have edged out just i, I like what it was doing and like the yeah. more I, th- I i finished it and i was like that was good and then the more i thought about it i was like no it was actually great like i and um i've gone on that journey with the master yes
4: yeah. I, I remember that. going eh, it was good and then now i'm like eh, five stars so it was good. perfect yeah
2: <laughs> i feel like the age gap is so intentional because you know they're at such different points in their life where the the boy is kind of like he's got this overconfidence and the world is his oyster and she's really on the exact flip side of that where she Mm -hmm. feels like her whole life is already I mean she's like really immature 25 years old and it's already she feels like it's already passed her by and you know I I think that's why they have them be those two different ages it's also not appealing especially in the 70s for a woman to be older than the man Mm -hmm. Um, that's not a selling point that's not something that women wanted and what men represent in the relationship in the 70s he's like about as far away from that as you can get because of his Mm -hmm. age Mm -hmm. so I think that. Plays into it, and if you understand that about it, then you understand like it's not about a woman trolling high schools looking for teenage boys. Thank god, because I wouldn't watch that, (laughs) probably (laughs) no one
3: would, yeah, turned it off.
2: But like that's what you know, TikTok and Twitter made it seem like, and so I was really really relieved it was not that. But I I have to, I really,
4: really respect that he showed you the 70s for, I mean, he more or less what they were in all of its ugliness and uh beauty ish. I, I feel like it focused more on the ugliness and. And and I respect the movie for that because you know so many times we've seen period pieces like this and it's like remember the seven weren't the seventies tremendous and
0: they weren't <laughs> they, they were really not, weren't they were know? not no Cast we got Crisis Chainsaw from it yeah <laughs> right um, <laughs> yeah I um I do have a fun story that it is oh. a, a, me Ooh. adjacent so uh my wife's cousin is a cinematographer out, out in L A. and he went to go see the he went to go see this movie he's like I want to treat myself to licorice pizza and I was like oh I would like to know what you think because you do this. For for a living and right. and so um he liked it to wrap that up that part of the story up but um uh he saw it with this there was just this older couple in the theater it was like him and his friends or him and his girlfriend and this older couple and they shared an elevator on the way down the older couple was like don't did you like the movie um and they were like yeah we liked it we like this and this and this and this what did you think and they're like oh we liked it we're hame's parents like, uh, Oh, yeah. we're for, they didn't recognize them <laughs>
4: from the movie <laughs> no I okay,
0: no
3: oh my gosh <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
4: because <laughs> those are those are that's that's a lot of yeah like that's all yeah of that yeah. Movie, yeah
3: yeah <laughs> How that's wild so is funny. that? Yeah,
2: did you like it? You better yeah. have liked it. That's her dog.
1: Did you like it? Well, I mean, the women in it were just horrible, they can't act. Yeah. That would have been yeah. funny.
3: That would have been funny.
1: Yeah,
4: everybody was great except for the lead woman, Ugh.
1: yeah, or her sisters, really. Yeah, yeah. Oh I mean, God. and the parents like, who taught the parents that?
2: <laughs> that's such a cool story. I love oh, that. That's so funny. That cool? I'm gonna have to yeah. tell Nick that when I hang out. Yeah, was thought
0: that was that. cool. So, that brings. Us to Palmer. What did you think of Licorice Pizza? Oh gosh.
1: Well, it's it's funny with what Jeff said about leaving Paul Thomas Anderson's movies with a different feeling than he did, like Power the Dog, like Power the Dog. You very touched on that. Okay. Oh, well, you said like you left Power the Dog, and you're like you were sad. You left Licorice Pizza with a very different. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yes. Okay. Right. And I did the same thing. I left Power the Dog feeling sad. I left Licorice Pizza wondering why I watch movies. But (laughs) (laughs) that being said, Haim is easily the best. Part of this movie. Not going to say a bad thing about her. She's great. All you know, her sisters were really good. Her parents. I hope to see more, especially of Alana in the future. Where she had the, where she had like the most screen time. She's the one that I can really latch on to and say, I hope I see more of her in the future. If her sisters are just as talented, I'm, I'm, I'd be happy to see anything they're in. uh That being said, like I'm not a huge Paul Paul Thomas Anderson fan, and as far as the age gap goes, the
0: understatement of the century.
1: (laughs) This is true. As far as the age gap goes, I was thinking about this as you were talking. Yes, this is where where it gets really creepy but this isn't the first time we've seen this huge of an age gap in a paul thomas anderson especially phantom thread like you have 97 year old uh daniel day lewis and he marries like a 20 year old in the movie like to <laughs> say to say like you know this is paul thomas anderson might have a thing for these kinds of age gaps it's it's right to say or at least it has some credence say as far as the racism the casual racism of the person my biggest complaint with that is if it wasn't presented in a comedy aspect i think it would have landed more as to what he was what i think he was going for i'm not saying he put it in there to be funny i think he put it in there for a very specific reason but i think the the way it's presented and the character that's doing it who's really known for like comedy bits that you know the presentation i think needed work
2: i think it was definitely meant to be funny so if you don't like that aspect of it i understand and then the other thing i would say is if that scene wasn't in the movie would it did it have changed anything? No. So if if you had to take it out, I'd be okay with that.
1: Yeah. I mean, yeah, like if you take it out, the movie's a little bit shorter, and you know that's that's a good thing. <laughs> uh, uh, Bradley Cooper, I think if you if you want to sell me on an entire movie of Bradley Cooper being yeah, John, John Peters. Peters
3: <laughs>
2: I'm in. Yeah, but I felt wild. like
1: he felt out of place in this movie. Like he Paul just. Paul Anderson.
2: Huh? I said it's Paul Thomas Anderson, and I feel like that's what he does. Yeah, kind
1: of. But like, like, so I would liken him almost to some points of Daniel Day Lewis in um, There Will Be Blood, like being that over the top at times. But even Bradley more so. Cooper, yeah, Bradley Cooper and Hame are the two best parts in this movie. Even though I think Bradley Cooper's in a completely different movie. Um, but overall, like, it's fine. It looks like the '70s. You know, I just. He he has a very weird style to him that I just doesn't track with me. And the the issues with age gap aside on some things, it just never works out well. Phantom Thread, I absolutely hated. Uh There Will Be Blood was fine. I liked it. Daniel Day Lewis is great. This is is okay. I probably don't hate it nearly like I definitely don't hate it nearly as much as I hated some of his other movies, which is a high praise. But I just I can't see why people love him as much as they do. I think I think
4: I, I see your point about bradley cooper feeling a little random like yeah where's this aggressive guy coming from but i think and it i was, and i know that
1: a... that's who john peter's is.
4: yeah yeah for sure you but know. it was kind of like out of left field a little bit but I feel like that was d- deliberate you know uh, kind of like Lisa was saying I mean that's PTA you know he uh, he deliberately included this person to show you the range of horrible role models that Cooper <laughs> Hoffman's character has and it's like if you're not racist you're angry all the time you know I mean it's basically yeah. that's the adult you're going to become Cooper <laughs> Hoffman have fun I uh, that's also a, that's how I, I took it but yeah. I, I understand
1: what you're saying I also don't like Cooper Hoffman's character at all mm. Paul Thomas Anderson I will say this he has a great knack for writing. Some of the characters I absolutely can't stand, Hmm. and uh, you know it's a it's a talent I'll give him that. (laughs) But we've discussed in the past of like you don't need to like everything about characters to like the movie. But there are sometimes like the the characters just put you off so much it's a detriment to the movie. And Hmm. his character in this movie does that for me. Mm -hmm. And I've noticed that in a lot of his movies, no, yeah, always going to say there's always a character that really puts me off in his movies. PTA excels at writing. Being
4: some of the most deplorable people you'll ever see. Right.
3: Uh, <laughs> True.
4: He really does. And it's, I, I'm on board for it. I mean, The Master is, like, there's nobody to root for in that movie. Like, right. nobody. So, I mean, that's I a honestly, good example, but I, I know I still, I've seen I'm, The Master. I'm on board for that type of stuff.
1: Yeah, I know I've seen The Master, but I don't remember it, which might be, like, one of the nicest things I can say about a Paul Thomas Anderson movie. I'll like, take for, it. I'll for take me, it. like, it, it doesn't, <laughs> like, I don't dislike it enough to really rail against it. Yeah. Because um, that was the one that was, like, kind of based on... Oh, um, Ron Hubbard. L. Ron Hubbard, yeah. yeah. So, but this one... I know Hollywood loves him. I I still struggle to see why. Uh, I want to see uh, Hoffman in other stuff to see if he can get away from this Paul Thomas Anderson light. He's kind of been cast in my eyes, but it's great that Haim, it didn't touch Haim. So like her character was likable. Like she was the voice of reason in the entire movie. Yes. And kind of like Mm -hmm. the voice of reason, like me while watching this movie. Like she's like, what am I doing around here? And I'm like, dang, (laughs) like why? Why am I watching? So you know i don't think it should have been nominated at all for almost anything but you know all right that's that's my you know if
4: i had my choice of best supporting actress i would give it to valentine's agent the one who's like you're a fighter aren't you and she gets really intense (laughs) she's so freaking funny and it's like a five minute scene but she's like oh man if you are not willing to do nudity you will miss out on roles it was just she committed hard
1: i do have one question about about one of the characters so earlier in the movie when when he when him and hame are going to like, they're on a plane going to whatever show they're that he's about to do with his yes. traveling yeah. group of things, and then his the his acting and, buddy comes up. Right, first you the have the kid these, from
2: Righteous Gemstones. Yes, Yep.
1: You have the you have the stewardess that's kind of hitting on the kid. Yeah, you know, which again, is
2: but and then
1: you have and then you well, have he his looks buddy
2: older. I will say that I think sometimes no. I think okay. people think he's older because he acts like an older. But kid.
1: like she asked him, she was like, "Are you with the actors?" And he's like, "Yeah," and like the rest of the actors look like they're five except for that one other kid Except for
2: that one kid yeah so my
1: question is like the one kid that comes over and is like hey baby and Hames like i'm gonna go with him like in my mind him and hoffman are the same age i don't know are they not i
4: didn't think so no i I think he's He's an older person playing younger i I thought that's what it was especially because the actor's like mid-20s
2: i think he's he's meant to be 18 you know what i mean to where she was like all right you're
1: legal that's all
0: i care about
2: (laughs) well Um, I mean, he seems more adult too. Yeah. I mean, he acts, looks and sounds.
1: He
0: wears a sweet turtleneck. Yeah. So I will, I will end this
1: on a positive note. So that way, so that way, Tim can't say I'm always that negative. My favorite scene in this movie is the scene of her taking him to dinner on the Sabbath and him being like, and the family being like, we would like you to do the prayer. And he's like, Oh, I'm not religious. Um, It's based on a true story. That really happened to the Heinz sisters. Her, (laughs) Her look at him, and she's like, but you're Jewish. (laughs) And he's like... (laughs) yes but i'm atheist and i'm like you know what
4: that that was great and then their their confrontation after the fact everything was just a laugh riot to me after that when she yells at him outside and then she goes in and yells at her family it's so freaking funny oh my god and then we do it, sd you thinker you're always thinking things (laughs) can i walk
2: something back that i said i just want to clarify i don't actually think that the actor looks older hoffman but i thought that in the movie he was like fooling people you know he was trying that's what i I thought he was. Yeah. It, okay, good. I was yeah. like, I don't look at kids and oh, they look, I, I, look thought, at I, I thought I like, thought you were no. talking <laughs> about how Hell that's
1: no. not okay. how I took okay, it. Okay, at all. Okay, good. <laughs> I, I like, thought
2: oh you were
1: talking about how like Walk you sit on back. park benches and whenever someone walks right. by you're like they know.
0: I thought <laughs> I thought the uh, podcast would have gotten real silent and awkward. <laughs> okay, they, good. Uh, <laughs> I
3: was the, like
0: the I way. think that's not what that's like. No, no, no. No, no. But I think now is a great time to move on because you know, we have other movies to talk about. Oh, do we? Belfast. Let's Talk about Belfast, Kenneth okay. Branagh's Belfast, which I thought would completely deserved its award for original story. Freaking oh, loved really cool. Belfast so much. Thought it it was tight, fun. But I I love I have this thing for um, the trope where like seeing a um, seeing an adult thing through the eyes of a kid. I think that's a great that's a great um, um To Kill a Mockingbird, um The Boy in the Striped Pajamas you know like those types of stories where you're like you know they're they're trying to understand the adult world around Be right them. back uh, i i loved it I loved that so much and so um i just uh, yeah i i told several people to watch Belfast when it was when it was time to um after I finished it so um I don't think it deserved it I don't think that it was a best picture um it's close but uh like um I think it, it got what it got what I wanted it to win so I was happy. Uh, Lisa?
2: Yeah, it's really, really good. Um, It's interesting that it's only like an hour and 40 minutes. Like that seems interesting to me for like this type of film. Mm -hmm. But and also just how incredibly, I mean, it's got sad moments. It's about serious subject matter, but it's such an upbeat movie. Mm -hmm. And um, I think I'm a little bit biased too, because we covered Chitty Chitty Bang Bang on my show kind of recently. So that part of the movie, I was like, oh, Oh, yay! I loved when they went to the movies and saw that. But anyway, I I liked uh, how how it was stylistically too. Um, you know, black and white most of the time, and then there except these for going to
0: see the movie. There. That's mm-hmm. we talked about this when we when we did um right the year wrap up. That was one of the is one of the best part. Like just the magic of movies. Like it's just yes. like you throw that in there in like this like dour you know um, IRA you know like the you know we've got a lot of troubles going on and but the movies will the movies help. And I yes. just,
2: I just love that so much. And I love the soundtrack too. Like mm-hmm. uh, uh, the music is so like positive in the film, even during tough parts. So anyway, yeah, huge recommend. I kind of thought it was going to win, but I'll go on to Jeff now.
4: I, I apologize for stepping away. I might've missed some things that I'll repeat. So bear with um, me. That's okay. We both
0: loved Belfast. We have no cool. idea how Palmer feels about it.
4: Oh, okay. Well, he's always a loose <laughs> cannon like that. Well, mm-hmm. I I really liked this movie. Um, it was very pleasant. It was one of the, I think it was the, the first movie i walked out of going there's your winner like i thought that was the winner the best picture winner because it was light it was light and it was a breezy 90 something minutes so uh and uh and there's there's a bunch of family stuff that everybody can relate to um when coda started picking up steam obviously that's when everybody kind of changed their tune but they didn't expect that to <laughs> pick up steam because it's a sundance movie sundance movies don't really do that well at the oscars mm-hmm. um uh but with belfast so i i really enjoyed it i thought it was kenneth Branagh's best work outside of you know Know, anything shakespeare related yeah um, i said maybe so, his
0: hamlet is still his best work or maybe even yeah. much to do about nothing but like this comes really close
1: yeah
4: i was gonna say hamlet might be my favorite of the
0: ones i think, that it, he's I done. think his I that's
1: the one that was like 10 hours long it's it four is hours it's very long yeah, yeah. It's four I, hours. I remember yeah i remember it being on two cassette tapes
0: yeah like Ooh. titanic yeah so it
4: wouldn't win for best editing is what we're trying to say because there was no <laughs> editing No, there well, wasn't it's, any
0: it's the only filmed hamlet that doesn't cut anything from the play because the right. whole bold hamlet bold in its entirety runs four to five hours if you don't cut anything. So, so this one is like him compensating for the fact
4: that he made a four-hour Hamlet. Uh, Correct. Basically. But just Correct. many years later. But English uh, but...
0: across the country thank him for his dedicated <laughs> yes. work in filming a four-hour Hamlet because it saves a lot of work. So, so this and...
4: movie, it's really, I don't know how else to describe this, but it's black and white, but I felt the color of every scene. It's really weird. Like, I felt the color of the movie, if that makes sense. It does. Like, you... the, way that, the, the way that he frames certain shots with the, some characters uh when they're talking to each other i'm like it just looks so crisp and you can tell that their eyes are like piercing and they're angry mm-hmm. or so or they just certain emotion that they're feeling um and, and jude hill just gives like an all-time like great child performance in my opinion uh, mm-hmm. he's just so he, th- it's not even precocious it's not even that it's not even the fact that he's acting older than he is he's a kid like and he's believably a kid you know mm-hmm. um and i love that it, you don't always have to have like a florida project thing going on where it's like i, I love that movie. I, I love that movie but she's always acting older than she is and stuff uh it, it, sometimes they just need to be a kid and and do things for small reasons like you know they, they just want to sit closer to their crush uh which is a great punch that's, line a, a, great scene, that's the a great yeah. bit that's a great bit yeah, and this little oh, after it yeah. happens, it's like I feel like I've been this kid, you know. Yeah. I know it's a stand-in for Kenneth Branagh, but there's a lot of like stuff that is easy to relate to, even mm-hmm. if you didn't grow up in like a war-torn neighborhood, you know. Yeah. Uh, uh, but but it was great. It's basically Irish Roma, and and there's nothing wrong with that. It, I feel like Roma is a little more powerful, uh, but but uh, I still really like this movie. It's a, it's
1: a solid movie. Palmer, uh, I don't really have anything bad to say about the movie. I also, and I'm not, and I'm saying that to say like. Like, I also don't have any, like, real heavy praise to keep upon this movie. At the beginning of the podcast, I said there was a movie that I couldn't really remember that I was like, I walked out and I was just like, it was fine. And this was it. Like, this was totally fine. I'm happy I watched it. It was good. It was entertaining. But it, when I left it, I didn't really see why it got the nominations it did. Am I happy that Brona won for for writing? Yes. Do I think do I think he probably should have won for this movie? Eh, Maybe not, yeah. but this was a more personal movie for him. And obviously you really can't give him like a writing award if he's not cutting a same thing, thing out of Shakespeare. Yeah, so yeah. um but all that said, Tim, are you still alive? I'm listening to you. Okay. Well no, like your your <laughs> thing was frozen it like it looked frozen. Oh no, I'm listening uh, to you. He's just very so- still and stoic as a person. Yeah. <laughs> um so I so- I,
0: th- I feel Judy Dench was a little wasted here. Oh and I know you she's, hush getting- your mouth. she's never wasted. One no. second of Judy Dench is worth your time.
3: <laughs> uh, she
0: totally
1: is. But what I'm saying is to get her for this movie, I feel like I, I wanted more of her in the movie. And I, I realized like... like given her age and some ailments mm-hmm. that she has, like, you know, I know she really can't see anymore. She had said on the red carpet, like Kenneth Brodner came over and wanted her to do the movie. He actually read the script to her. And I know I read I heard years ago or read somewhere years ago that that was a thing that people had to kind of do now because of her eyesight. Um, But I really like like, I do like the story of Kenneth Branagh, who's worked with her in the past who probably has a really good working relationship with her because I can't see anyone disliking Kenneth Bragna or Judi Dench going over to her house and like still pitching her to be in this movie where I'm pretty sure if he would have just picked up the phone and was like hey I want you for this movie she would have been like I'm there maybe you know? she would have been like
4: I'm not Irish why are you calling me that's what she would have said
1: <laughs> and, <laughs> and he would have been like look you won an award when you were in like five seconds of Shakespeare in Love yeah. like having you in this movie automatically makes." me an Oscar contender. I definitely feel like
4: of the grandparents, Kieran Hines was the one that was like the heart, I guess, of that relationship or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like Absolutely, he, he had more. He felt like my. I I don't have a grandpa. like I didn't have a grandpa like that. He felt like my grandpa. Like it, it's really weird <laughs> yeah. that feeling of like watching something all, that you feel like is part of your family, but I don't have yeah. anybody in my family like that. But he mm-hmm. was all great. the
1: characters feel real and relatable, and yeah, yeah they were real because they were you know this is Kenneth Branagh's childhood, right? But sometimes that doesn't translate. Translate to the film and this definitely does which is the which is like the best thing I can say about it was that it felt like a real movie and real characters but at the end of the day like I just thought it was it was fine it didn't I don't think elevated above its status which not every movie has to right it definitely it definitely didn't fall below what it could have been like it hit its mark it did it well at the end of the day you're nominating 10 movies. there's definitely worse movies you could have nominated than Belfast
4: I I will say uh, your opinion believe it or not Uh, If you look on Letterboxd, is like the prevailing opinion on this movie. At least, other people that I follow, they're all kind of dead in the middle. Like they're just like it was fine, you know?
1: Yeah, like I would. That's interesting. I would would give this like three and a half stars, you know, Mm -hmm. above the average. Because yeah, there's nothing bad I can say about the movie. But you know, would I I ever watch it again? Probably
0: not. Heartless. You're heartless. (laughs)
1: No, I mean it's just it was it was okay, and I can see people really like attaching to it and loving it. And unlike other movies, licorice pizza, don't look up. I can say like. fine like good like i'm happy you found this movie
0: hmm. speaking of don't look up let's actually move oh, on to no. don't look up here we go don't look up directed by adam mckay i was not been naming the directors of these movies as i usually do on this podcast i just realized so i think
1: we've actually done a good job at naming them ourselves so it's
0: fine at because yeah, they, they come, come up in up. the conversation yeah yeah except for i think it's coda. the first two yeah sean yeah. Heater
4: did coda she's a she's hearing and that's what i have yep. to commend her on for that movie is like mm-hmm. her bridge in the gap between hearing and it's kind of like and, Troy said. In his speech, yeah,
3: and so.
0: and Ronaldo Marcus Green did. Um,
3: and yeah. I'm not. You know, director I'm was not, not
0: the star of that movie. I'm going to be honest.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm not saying that Coda deserved to win because its writer and director was from Massachusetts, but obviously Massachusetts is better. So,
0: <laughs> I mean, I agree because
1: I also out of here Massachusetts. <laughs> um,
0: okay, um, what did I say? Don't look don't don't up. Don't look up. Don't look up. Don't up. did Just look up. <laughs> We now um, now three out of the four of us have already talked about. Don't look up. Um, I don't know if my feelings have really changed on it. I don't think the sat the satire could have been harder in it. Like I don't think it went hard enough. Like it's just what? Like no, it just I no, agree. it didn't. It just felt like yeah, that's pretty. That's what would happen. Um, that's fine. It's almost like watching the Running Man now with Arnold Schwarzenegger. I'd be like, this is this is we're close, man. We're real close to this. <laughs> and like it's so this isn't really satire anymore. I'm just, like, almost living it in real life. So... Um, no, I,
1: I refuse to run.
0: Yeah, so why didn't say you were the running man. Um. And so <laughs> you need to... You're more like a long walk kind of guy. Like, just... I can I can walk with the best of them. Yeah, I know. Just don't go under four miles an hour. I'm in a Stephen right. King mood. Ignore my Stephen King references. Um. And so, yeah. So, it's... I did like the Amy Schumer joke where she was like, don't look up. Apparently, they don't look up reviews. Like... Um, which I, I thought that was great, because this movie is not super loved like, no. by critics. I, I am the voice and, of the people. Your voice of you a person. Go. And, uh, and um, so I, like, I really don't know why it was nominated. Like it's a movie and I just, I guess maybe for it's satire, but like I said, it's not if, great. If you're going to pick
4: another Netflix movie, it should have been Take Tech boom, in my opinion. I'm sorry. No, yeah, no, it was almost, it almost made the cut. It was like a favorite to be nominated and then it didn't get. Yeah. I, I,
0: I agree with you, but let's up, let's go to Lisa. Let's Lisa. What do you have to say?
2: Um, Yeah, I feel like it it is kind of surprising that it was dominated. But man, I enjoyed the the hell out of this movie. Um, The satire I thought was really good. I mean, I I know Palmer feels it's a little too on the nose, but I mean, that's the reality that we live in, unfortunately. (laughs) I mean, you know, when it was originally written, it was supposed to be about climate change. Um, And I think if it came out before the pandemic and it had stuck with just a climate change, people would have been like, oh, this is too over the. Top, yeah. you know, people wouldn't really do this, they would. Um, yeah. I really feel like if a meteor was coming straight for us, I don't think it's that far off from this movie. In fact, I've had friends that found it too depressing because they thought it was too realistic. But oh boy, I don't know, it's hilarious to me. I mean, it was funny, I laughed really hard and then cried, you know, after that. Anyway, that's how I feel about it.
4: Uh, Jeff, oh yeah, I actually really like this movie. Um, do I like it as much as the first time I saw it? I saw it early in like theaters uh and uh, nah I don't really you know I'm, I kind of soften my love for this movie a little bit but I still really like this movie and I'm okay with satire that's on the nose as long as you're saying something that's worth saying um and this one is definitely like boy is Adam McKay angry and and rightfully so I mean in my opinion other of, of the state of things and I mean if you want evidence of of this movie's message just look at how we were responding to what happened the night of the Oscars while you know there's this glacier the size of turkey or something that melted it it, i mean it's literally this stuff is happening so i mean (laughs) yeah but it didn't happen
1: at the oscars
4: no no it didn't it didn't but but i'm just saying on the other side of the world something else happened that's pretty major and and impactful to our our planet and and we're just kind of like yeah but did he apologize for slapping or what? like it's just it's just so silly (laughs) um so i so i totally get the commentary that this movie is is doing and i'm i was i'm actually there for it um and I, i actually really really came away loving Leonardo. DiCaprio's performance and I know that it's like a broken record because he's he tends to be great in most of his movies uh but him being like a subdued nerd for most of it who has like social anxiety and all these other whatever social disorders whatever you want to call them uh I've never you know I I hadn't seen him play that type of role before where he's like super nerdy and just
1: well uh, uh, but the fact that
4: matters and and that made him breaking out and like having a breakdown on television even more satisfying Mm um and I thought Jennifer Lawrence was really funny too she was game for the material like it felt yep. like her and, and Jonah Hill especially had like this kind of chemistry negative <laughs> chemistry if you want to call it that where they're just like just throwing barbs at each other and I feel like some of that was improvised you know uh, they, they were just so convincing um, and and I thought Jonah Hill was really funny I mean I, I, the cast just really impressed me Mark Rylance is just reliably he's a great weird. creepy guy I, I he's yep. just so he's funny. always
0: great it doesn't matter yeah. what you doesn't matter what he's doing he's he will just be good in it
4: it's true it's yeah. true oh. and I love the uh, Ariana Grande making up lyrics to the song. Apparently, that's that's something that happened. Uh, she just she's so talented. In the was like, like my up. like
0: yeah, she's so freaking talented. Like <laughs> yeah. like um uh, I agree with both your. I agree with both your points. Like I um like I really liked it. I just like I I needed it to be bigger in its satire for like because it was too um not obvious. It was just you know
4: yeah, and the fact that the ending is so talk about another bleak ending. Like the ending is so bleak, even though there's like a tag.
0: I uh, need post credits. Think- that's
4: really Really funny, but you know, like, but
0: I like. I think it needed to end that way. Like, there was mm-hmm. no way. Like, the story it was telling. The point of the satire is that, like, yeah. like it doesn't usually end well, right? And yeah. so, like, it doesn't. They don't magically save and, things in satire. And so. that
4: makes the COVID, if you want to do associate COVID metaphor with everything that happened in the movie, um makes that message even more relevant because some of us are just like, well, I guess I'm not wearing masks anymore because nobody else is, and i get you know. So they're kind of <laughs> yeah. they're kind of resigned to their fate in the movie in the same way that a lot of us are now. Now you know because yeah. we feel like we're left with no other choice so i mean it is a bleak ending but i mean i feel like a lot of us that fought tried to fight the good fight like they did would probably end up doing the same thing
0: yeah like i'm yeah. fully prepared to sit with my family at the dinner table and wait yeah. for the asteroid to hit my house like that like that was the best scene of the movie to me like that felt yeah, it incredibly it was relatable
4: And uh timothy chalamet like I, I know he's like a random like throwaway actor in this movie but like he is he does show life. up for it uh it's not oh, whatever uh, but he does <laughs> like you know, <laughs> oh, he does it, enough with the material to make me I'm glad they put him in the movie because his little prayer like it actually even though it started like sarcastically and jokingly you're like this is actually a pretty moving scene it's yeah yeah, it's, that yeah. scene was impactful yeah, pun intended.
0: yeah. I just I teach, a, um, I teach a book to my students called how to read literature like professor it came out like 20 years something years ago and it was just this this guy was like these are the the common symbols in stories that like are the, the common language to understand a story better Um, and so and the second chapter is um, acts of communion and how mm-hmm. like the importance of sharing meals with one another and what that always represents in a story and then like when like a dinner scene goes wrong why it feels so much worse because you know what a good dinner is supposed to look like or sharing food like your yeah. defenses are down it's all about community and togetherness and so like when it's awkward it's like really
1: awkward <laughs> yeah. um,
0: and so um, and I just love that the movie ended with that like because that yeah. was like the ultimate symbol of togetherness in a movie where everybody was separated and yeah. nobody came together that's when you and,
4: politicize things that sh- like are just obvious the most right. obvious things that sh- there shouldn't be a right or wrong on it's just it is I mean it was they politicized com- it you know commentary
0: like, on like people just don't eat dinner together anymore like the, the yeah the that's, family true. that's that a eats good point to, the family they that eats together stays together or you know like that's and that's just right and it, so it ends with them finally finding the time and I, I yeah. thought that was really beautiful and I that's why things like that I would say like, and maybe, and like even, even
4: DiCaprio who's, who is supposed to be the likable character or whatever gets wrapped up in the celebrity of it all yeah. and realizes yeah.
0: all too late that
4: you know uh, it yeah. you know that even that didn't help you know yeah. like it, just, I would it doesn't not have
0: I would not call him the likable character I he's I would call
2: be any kind of I felt like he's supposed to be like a Fauci you know yeah, yeah. yeah. like one a, character a in this in movie it.
1: I would consider likable and that is the um Timothy Chalamet oh God no God no <laughs> um it's the <laughs> other it's the other general that's with them or the other scientist that's with uh oh
4: yes uh i can't remember the actor's
1: name but i know who you're right. talking about. yeah, yeah. like Rob, he's the only Rob something yeah yeah like he's the only one that doesn't do anything that is unlikable in this movie everybody else i absolutely hated it's satire murder. you're
0: supposed it's, to no, hate them like
1: i don't
3: care like, you're supposed it's, to hate them it's, it's funny
1: you know what i will not give you i will say this jeff made a comment at the beginning that apparently this movie was originally supposed to be about climate change
0: and it got oh, changed it to the Lisa said. Oh, that. Lisa, I'm sorry. You're very bad at so, face placement, apparently. <laughs>
1: well, because where Jeff used to be in my Zoom thing, Lisa is now. So right. that, that's why. So I will say, I think if this was about climate change, it would it would actually have been a better movie for me. See, and it's weird to say that, like that, just one little change. But I feel like in I feel like the asteroid, and then the way that how over the top this is in my brain still doesn't equate. I know everything that's going on. I'm not oblivious to how broken the world is and how dumb millions of people are. Yeah. But I think something a little bit more say time, like timeline wise as like climate change. Yeah. It's speeding up and we're seeing all these effects now, but something that's not as tangible in the, you know, is a little bit more, is a little bit more believable with this level of satire.
0: So here's the, here's the thing. I actually thought this movie was about climate change. Like that's how I watched it. And I like, I could, I also applied COVID no climate
1: climate change did not but hit the meteor hitters. but
0: that's shut up that's not what i'm talking about you know it um <laughs> like um <laughs> like like i read this as a satire on climate change so that's what i watched it as and i was like oh this also applies to covid but like yeah. I, like you know, like but like that's that's not what i thought it was about and so that was just like an added bonus i guess so yeah added, that's how i took it too yeah okay. i think
2: they modified it feels like they modified the script possibly
0: like you mentioned, I don't, you mentioned I don't think- being a
4: fauci and that's a possibility that they wrote rewrote some elements of him to, to be that i don't know
0: yeah, yeah. but but he, to me he was like standard scientist that yeah. like war he was the Jorel of like the story like the world's gonna explode and everyone's like now jor <laughs> and Go i like that, your baby
2: i feel like they hit both sides of the aisle too because i feel like the you know I, I feel like some people's problem with it is like if they're conservative they feel like they're going too hard at them but i don't know i feel like it was pretty hard hitting at liberals too because it's like look at how we prop up and use celebrities to try to get her point across. If people don't even care, unless Ariana Grande is singing it, and I'm like, that's true.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, it's sad, but it's <laughs> yeah. true. And yeah. It, and yeah, conservatives like complaining it goes too hard at them. That's that's a thing that they have to they have to reconcile with their. Uh, uh, Messiah uh, complex or yeah. prosecution complex. We'll just However,
0: know thyself, you know, and I think yeah,
4: that's
1: <laughs> look yeah. in a mirror. Uh,
4: best supporting actor, Ron Perlman. There you go. he was he so was, funny in
1: this he movie. Was so was very funny. I, he was so good. He was good. I like his his <laughs> last scene. I thought was hilarious. Oh, um, yeah. As
0: far as like Lisa, I believe said that she was wondering why you have it written down on your phone now. Is it like kind Lenny of, and yeah. Carl on yep. like Homer's hand?
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> who said like she like they were surprised. That like this
1: movie got nominated. Yeah. As far as like you know, Adam McKay has become one of those people that the Academy just loved. There yep. are certain there are certain creatives for whatever reason that whenever they put out something, they're going to get nominated. Yep. And since he kind of dove into a little bit more award friendly movies, yeah. we'll say because like Step Brothers, Anchorman has the comedy, <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. but but aren't ever going to get nominated. Yeah. Uh, but with Big Short, like Big Short, Vice, this. True. All three have been nominated for all the same categories. Maybe bombshell yep. too. Right? That's what it sounds like. No, he didn't do bombshell. Oh,
2: he didn't do bombshell.
1: He might have produced it, but he it didn't. does seem like a very Adam McKay movie, doesn't it? it? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I see. I don't know, mm, kind of, but I I yeah. absolutely love Bombshell, and I'm not saying I don't love Adam McKay. I feel right now he's been a little too one note for three moves too. I feel like
4: Vice and, and Don't Look Up are more similar for sure. <laughs> yeah, but I'm and, like, I, and I didn't, more positively and I didn't like to Don't Vice Look Up either. So. Yeah, I didn't like Vice at all. I'm gonna be honest, but but I like this one more.
1: So like I found Vice like more of a hyper version of say uh the Big Short. Like the Big Short, I think is best out of three. Like, I agree. Each one has gotten like yeah. a little a bit more over the top like he's kind of going back to say his anchorman and talladega night route, that he needs to kind of I think he if he needs to rein himself in a little bit
2: okay sure you're, you're not alone
0: yeah
4: yeah you're definitely not no there's a lot of people that hate hate this movie they Voice make it their entire the- existence on twitter is hating this movie.
1: don't
0: don't tell him these things yeah, yeah I'll <laughs>
4: at you the the group the twitter that just craps on this all the time <laughs>
1: I mean, I make it my entire Twitter personality to hate on Jeff, so it's fine. God, I can he's take moved it. on fine. from me. That's fine.
0: That's all. I. It's fine. It's because you're
1: not on Twitter nearly enough. I can't at you and get a response like 10 minutes later. Jeff is at least on my time frame, even though he's like a half a country away. I,
4: I
0: admit it. I'm on it way too much. Yeah. Sure. And Palmer, Palmer's um, sleep cycle is much different than the rest of us on the East Coast. And so ah. <laughs> he's actually lines with your time zone instead of ours. Yep. Um, moving on to Drive. My Car, directed Ooh. by uh, Ryusuke Hamaguchi. Uh, Drive My Car is a three-hour movie in which there were not enough cars being driven. Um, but I, <laughs> I
4: really think... I would was say two of the three to hours were it, not... driving. I would say two of the three hours were just,
0: driving. I, oh, no. I freaking loved Drive My Car. I thought it was an absolute testament to grief. One of the most realistic portrayals mm-hmm. of, of grief that I've seen in a film in quite some time. And it, I think it works because it took its time to... To get there it wasn't like an hour and a half now you feel better good excellent let's move on and i i um i think it works i think it works even better if you know the play they're putting on and like i like you like you it's one of those like it's the themes interact with one another and the movie does a good job at telling you that but i feel like you can feel it if you know it and i just uh i thought it was very good i'm i'm glad it didn't win best picture because as good as it is it is another movie that i feel like it's as good it's as good as the movie allows itself to be um, and it just uh, um, i it, maybe it needed an extra like um, for a best picture but I'm glad that it won best international um, even though I didn't see those other movies it trapped
2: my car should have won Lisa I 100% agree with you with pretty much everything you said I uh, i didn't see it winning best picture it was not I know it's Japanese and parasite is Korean but in terms of Asian cinema it's not parasite
0: not um, even close
3: ah, not it's not.
2: <laughs> and um, I know a lot Lot of people talk about really feeling the runtime, I'm sure that's going to come up, but <laughs> but um, I agree with you, Tim. I mean, it, that. The runtime really helps you explore grief and how I feel like all the stages are there and they're not all in the same order that you would think because in real life they're not. Mm-hmm. And I thought the movie did a really good job too of like, you never really know a person. It's like, you know, the person dies and you and this, you know, per, this husband, it's like, he feels like he didn't know his wife at all. And I feel like that's kind of a common thing that happens to people that are experiencing grief, you know, um, not every time, but sometimes it's like, man, there's all this stuff that I didn't know about them that they find out after the fact. Like Mm -hmm. that's happened to me. Um, And,
3: and
0: uh,
2: I thought that was really powerful. I also thought all the regrets that you feel when you go through grief, um, those are like the ugly things. You don't really, you know, nobody gets up at a eulogy and says, well, I regret this and this and this, and we got in a big fight and like, that is what happens. And I don't know. It's just, it was just really powerful. And then I think the way it highlighted the art of acting too, um, Mm -hmm. that resonated with a lot of people as well. And I really enjoyed that aspect of it and I, I i oh man i'm like scared to say this out loud because i'm afraid i'm going to say it the wrong way but i feel like the pacing in the movie like some people feeling that it's too long maybe some almost like cultural differences where i really feel like i've heard that a lot with other foreign things that i've liked even yeah. with like other foreign movies or or even like you guys know i watch too much anime i've heard people say oh these episodes drag out way too long and it takes way too long to get to the point it's like i don't feel that because i like this genre and that's their style of storytelling so i feel like in this movie that is a specific style of storytelling that i think is a little bit more you know east and yeah, so
0: yeah the american instant gratification model does not
1: yeah. work yeah um, we well
2: speed everything i don't have so much and i feel like i don't know I, there's I, some I of
1: that it. yeah there's some of that sometimes i think it's a matter of like just read like reading the movie for that long because mm-hmm. it takes you know i i like foreign movies to an extent and I don't mind but I have to be in the right mood because I feel like it takes action. a lot more because you have to not only pay attention to what's going on on the screen but you also have to make sure to read as fast as can to not miss one or the other yeah. there's a lot of reading in this movie too because it's is. like a play, play action uh, right. in many scenes Yeah, and,
2: and I'll never fault somebody for not wanting to sit through three hours of something I mean the reality is it's a long movie um, unless it's Avatar and...
1: shut up all of you
2: <laughs> oh my gosh my uh... interest
4: in Avatar sequels is unobtainium-able. <laughs>
1: unobtainium Mine is. Not- you're, you're never coming back after that nice
2: <laughs>
3: you're
0: coming back every episode after that. <laughs> yes
2: but before i go on for three hours that's all i have to say uh <laughs> I, I really really enjoyed this film a lot and i think it's definitely worth a watch but if you felt the runtime i get it
0: uh
4: jeff i'm a runtime feeler is that can i say that is that a thing
0: yeah um, it is
4: now sure <laughs> Yeah, so the way that Palmer feels about Dune, which we'll get to, and it's runtime, is what I felt about Drive My Car. It felt like a 20-hour movie. It's not, it's (laughs) not. I know it's not, but, uh, and I did watch it twice. Like I said, I was gonna, you know, when I set myself to something, I do it, you know? And I said, I wanted to rewatch all of the Best Picture winners or nominees, sorry. And I did, I watched it twice. And the first time I watched it, I broke it up because I I just had a lot going on. So I kind of broke it up and that did help. Um, And the second time I just, I watched it non-stop and actually that made my second viewing better like it, the first time i watched it broken up um i don't i don't know maybe i maybe i kind of shot myself in the foot doing that because I, maybe some Sometimes of the that can messaging happen, yeah. was lost to me and i ended up giving it like a, a negative rating on 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 like letterbox and stuff but that that's the a second lie. time the second time you, it happened i liked the movie and i sat through the entire thing i liked it more like it's what happened you know it's now it's now it's in a positive rating so
0: i don't uh, two, th- two things on that one i i'm i had to watch in chunks because I have I have a six yeah. month old at home so like there's no watching a movie from start to finish in my life anymore like right. it just why wasn't happen. the six month old watching it so because because <laughs> screen, you don't understand screen, grief screen, screen, you don't get grief you don't know what death is but like <laughs> you don't even know what this box is but you have to understand grief because blue screens are bad for babies Palmer they're not supposed to watch screens until they're eighteen months old that's the that's the right. pediatric rule you got schooled um, maybe
2: that's what happened to all of us like we uh, we grew up with different body. types of yeah, yeah and every
0: one of us yeah. but Jeff came out fine yeah.
1: <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I came out perfect because I have the correct opinion
4: on drive my car. That's
3: Um, that's really what it is. Uh,
4: But yeah, it's, it's definitely long. And I, I felt it made its point. I I mean, I understand um, this person, uh, uh, Hamaguchi. I think that's how you say his name. I think that he makes movies like this, uh, Mm -hmm. and that's his style of storytelling. And I, I definitely respect that. And I can sit through a lengthy foreign movie. I don't foreign to me movie. That's fine. I don't, you know, that doesn't bother me but it's, it's just, I felt like it made its point earlier than it, than it did. And it made, it kept making to me the same parallels with Uncle Vanya. And I was like, I get, I like, I get it. Like I see the parallels already. Like I get it. You can stop showing like very specific chunks of dialogue from Uncle Vanya that apply to the situation that we're watching in the movie. Like I get it. Um, So it wasn't beating me over the head with it necessarily. Not in the way that don't look up does for a lot of people, (laughs) but, but it it was just kind of like, maybe I'm just impatient now. I'm, I'm 35 dudes in my, my uh, family don't last that long. I'm impatient.
3: <laughs> My clock is say. ticking. <laughs>
0: I, um, I found splitting it up, like, I was really, really into it, and then, like, when I had to step away, like, for the third time, I was like, it feels long now, because I had to step away, and yeah. so, like, I've added to the time of, like, because I knew I was going back to it, so it feels like I added to the runtime of the movie, so that could be part of it, but it's like, I don't, I find a movie never feels as long the second time around, because you know what to expect, and so that it's almost like, that, yeah, that's another like driving that I think I liked right? It you know, more. you will, like, it feels like forever to get there the first time, and then once you start doing it, then it takes no time at all, so... Yeah.
4: Yeah. I just feel like the movie could man, this movie would have been like perfect to me if it were an hour forty five, two hours. Like if they cut out some of the scenes of him reciting lines in the car or some of the rehearsal stuff, I would have just been like singing this movie's praises from the rooftops. Uh, it's just it got a little repetitive. Yeah. That's you know, and, I feel and like that's that a was that part is a minority process, take.
0: So it is. Yeah. I, yeah. I feel like that was perfect process, so <laughs> yeah. But to each his own and, Yeah and it, that it own, happens. We let's hear what Palmer has to say.
1: Uh oh. Casablanca Titanic. There are just some movies that are perfect. And this is one of them. Like the time like everyone's like, oh, it's so sad. I didn't get that. Like I understand it's about grief, but I don't think it was weighted down throughout the whole movie.
0: Palmer showing his hand and how he doesn't understand human emotions.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um also it's a second movie to really to really showcase sign language, which yeah. I think that's, I had sent good point. yeah, I had sent a message to both Lisa and Tim when I was watching this. I was like, Man, when the Academy really calls on on one thing they really yeah. they really go there's all so there's three movies of this yeah like <laughs> <laughs> like they like this year is the sign language year yeah it
3: is mm. true, <laughs> um, true,
1: true. you know and you're right for like a foreign movie that you have to read can be a lot for 3 hours and hearing jeff and a few other people talk about it i was actually dreading watching this movie so maybe i maybe i had set my expectations low enough that this movie kind of easily came above them like i think I, even if i, I can't
4: believe, I'm floored you took anything i said in
1: the- Consideration at all going into a movie.
4: That's well
1: uh, I, I usually always take into a, into account the way a movie feels time wise
3: because uh, that
1: that can happen a lot to me. Yeah, and so, but I mean, that being said, I I liked all I loved all the performances in this movie. I would watch this movie again. Yeah, I would in too. a heartbeat. And it in, it's three hours, you know, and yeah. I don't know, like I and I can understand like coming away from it feeling sad and a little weighted down. But compared to some of the other movies this year, I don't feel like I don't feel like <laughs> You get you get that in this movie. And yeah, maybe Power it's because I watched. yeah, maybe it's because this was the one that I watched maybe last in those heavier movies, but it was mine I, too, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, so other than that, like I just have like I would actually like a sequel because I want to know what happened to the driver. There were things that like in her last scene that I'm like, did he just randomly yeah. give her the car?
3: Who's gonna end
1: on that? Like, <laughs> like, did he die? Where did that dog come from? Did she steal the dog from the poor deaf lady? Like, yes. I have so many
3: questions.
1: Um um, and I do like how kind of everyone is yeah. broken in their own way, as far as the main characters go. I also want to well, know- Well, even the about... main, the star, the Japanese star, Koji. Uh, but that's what I was, yeah. yeah. Like was all harsh. three of those main characters were kind of broken in their own way. And the ones that you don't see, the ones that are not broken, are kind of relegated almost to the background. Like the girl, the other actress that was that was a, a dating the, the, the main actor, the star. Yeah. Uh, like, I want to know her story. Because she was obvious, like, was she broken? And that is that why they were together? like there's there's so there's other questions about other people that I want to know I would like to know more about the backstory of you know the assistant and his wife who also is in the play yeah like you know I, I really like all these different characters and I like how even though you got enough story about the three main people that it was kind of following the side characters were enough interest or interesting enough to want to know more.
4: yeah and I, for the record I do love the themes and the messaging of the movie yeah you know, that wasn't it wasn't definitely wasn't lost on me and I and I love that it was telling a story about grief and trying to, I don't know, trying to reconcile the bitterness that you might have towards somebody that's no longer with you, because you you caught them doing something that you never thought they would do and that's bad uh, or perceived to be bad, and like, it's just, I've never seen a a tackling on grief like
1: that, maybe since the Descendants, maybe Descendants did it? uh, Oh, the Descendants did it really well, too, yeah. 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 Um, I do have one question, because I apparently missed this part, so I do know he walks in on his wife in bed with another man, and he talks about how she had other men aside from that one and then you have the main star who we find out had some sort of relationship with her he said it past. was
4: unrequited but it kind of turned out to be bs when he was able to finish her story to him
1: right so yeah. so to me that means they got like they kind of hooked up because yeah. his whole thing was yes. like that was the only way she could write
0: yeah well yeah. i wouldn't maybe call it unrequited i i that like maybe maybe, maybe like, he, he was he in was much- love with her and to yeah. him
1: to her it was just like a thing
0: right. Right, because that was he needed it, like a side That was kind of the story. That was like, like it, right. you're just a, you're just a, not a tool, but it's it's yeah. So like amused,
1: we not use of sorts. So like we didn't see right. any scene of him and and his wife kind of getting together. Like no, because he his, it came he out of left him field
4: from, uh, from the back of the head, and yeah, <laughs> it came out of left field. Yeah, okay. They just yeah. they just know each other from before, like the scene right before that where they uh, he, he Koji talks to the main guy um, after his play. I think it was Uncle Vanya, right? Like he did Uncle Vanya. <laughs> On mm-hmm. you first yeah. yeah um and he's like hey i'm just a big fan yada yada and hey and, and his wife's like yeah i know him from a project i'm working on okay and uh, so so we're introduced to them knowing each other and but we never we see the back of his head when the director mm-hmm. walks in so he doesn't know 100 until they have that conversation later on okay good yeah
1: because like that was one that i was like all right i knew he had talked about like kind of loving this guy's wife but it didn't seem like they had met or yeah or she just whatever. doesn't
4: yeah he said that she did she didn't feel the same way that he did right so so the director's so. kind of like okay well maybe they did didn't, maybe it wasn't him then. And then when he says in the car, uh, when he says when he, when the only way my wife could write was right. after postcoital, basically. Yep. Uh, he was like, "Okay, I'll tell you the rest of the story." Like, which so is really a weird like superpower. Outed, yeah,
1: uh, really specific. <laughs> oh. Tim you might uh, I don't think you would have read it but there was a there was an image comic that was kind of like that was kind of like that to an extent where like people could stop time post and that oh, was like the I entire remember, point of
0: the I remember that book yeah yeah
1: they would like use it to rob banks or whatever but like that like my mind instantly went to this they're like man like come on, like talk about these superpowers
0: well, so this is a um, Haruki Murakami short story and his stuff is always postmodern there's always like this like weird otherness to like the to the story that he's telling, like things are not always quite as they seem. Um And like I've read a few of his things, and so like if you can really like feel it in the movie, you can feel that it's his story. But mm-hmm. that what you just described is something he would totally do, right? Like that—that that is absolutely his. Like this is his realistic version of that. Yeah. Like because that is—that's up his alley. The, uh,
1: the driver, his driver, was yes. she from Hiroshima, or did the movie take place in Hiroshima? Uh, the movie. I think
0: she
4: place. says she was from a. Village village in Hiroshima. And, okay. And that's yeah. where a uh, natural disaster happened and she lost her right and her mom. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, and that was even, you know, the, there's so much nuance in this movie that I think it's just done so well. It is subdued and that can, that can rub some people the wrong way and it can yeah. come off at times being long, you know,
3: feeling that's, that's that
4: way. I, I feel like once a year there's, or one movie a year, there's, there's that movie that like makes me go, Oh, this is what, you know, regular movie goers call snobby film critic <laughs> mo- movies or whatever. And, and right. like this is that movie to me, even though it's, I still end up. Uh, and yet, I don't hate, this is the one that's like, any mass yeah. But, but yeah, this is the one that's like, oh, this is not accessible to. to right,
1: this
0: is the one audience. that everyone points to. It's like, see,
1: this is why yeah, no one exactly. watches the Oscars. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's because
0: of this. Yeah. <clears throat> Meanwhile, you have all these other movies that are entirely accessible right. to in, any in audience.
4: My opinion is that the worst person in the world should have won screenplay and foreign language. Mm-hmm. That's my. I Think I should I have love won an Oscar? Movie so much. I love it so. much up. yes
1: i'm so, I'm so happy
4: <laughs> you thought i should win an oscar the worst person in the world oh yeah i see what you're saying okay <laughs> yes <laughs>
0: two left, let's do it. Nightmare Alley, directed by Guillermo del Toro. Um, he is my favorite director. I don't know if I I have said that explicitly. Really, I thought it was Steven Spielberg. He's not my favorite director. He would coasted for the last twenty years. He's not my favorite. So or, or I mean, Steven- I love I love you Spielberg. That, I like I love Spielberg. He is he is absolutely one of the top. He's on everyone's top. Oh, just because
1: like, he coasts you know, in your mind for twenty years, he can't be a favorite.
0: Yes, I demand excellence. Talk about a front runner, Tim. <laughs> yeah. Um, I love del Toro. I've seen like all his movies. Like are knockouts and whatever else i'm pretty lukewarm on nightmare alley um how dare you sir so and i say Whoa. that as like that took a lot for me to really think on like i liked it a lot like in comparison to the rest of his his film canon like, yeah I like just, pans
4: and shape of water and stuff
0: yeah exactly yeah. um like e- even chronos which is a like um his first movie which is yeah, great i've yet to see that um, one it's very fun it's like it's a great little vampire story oh, um, okay like i mean I, and mimic is like like its own. I haven't seen that fight. either. It's but a, Blade Two, I'll,
4: I'll I'll die on the hill. Blade Two Blade is two great. Awesome. You know, yeah. like
0: <laughs> Mimic is just a big fight with the studio. Like, and you can tell oh, okay. watching the movie. But um, oh, that's a shame. That's the entire I mean, point of the movie. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. The studio is the, the monster. Is the studio? <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, I I I liked Nightmare Alley quite a bit, but I don't think the two. I don't think it gels together well. I think it's like it is telling the same story. Like it's telling a continued through line, but I don't don't know if he bridges the the circus and the like the urban and the weird together um in a way that i like feel like it's a cohe like not a cohesive Mm. movie it is a cohesive movie but it just like um it shifts the shift is too abrupt and i it just doesn't reconcile itself um the the way that i wanted it to but Mm. everybody's great in it design's great camera work is great lighting's great music's good like it's all good it's just i just it's not shape of water and i know that's how like an, a weirdly unfair comparison because the stories are not the same. They're not in the same genre. The only thing they really have in common is that they are the same director. They don't even take place in water. Yeah, but um, people drink it and there's a bath. That, yeah, there is, oh. There's a bath. <laughs> like yeah. Tony Collette's
4: getting a little frisky in a bath. Yeah,
0: there's a, there's a bath. <laughs> um, and so I remember reading an article like where with Bradley. Uh, it was with Bradley Cooper and they were like, so like you know your thing is out for everyone to see and I had already seen the movie and I was like, it was. Where was yeah. I? Blinking, you, blink it and you miss it. Blinking, you <laughs> yeah. miss good yeah. like moment. Yeah. I
1: said the same thing and I'm like, man, I
0: watched this at the store and I, I don't know. remember they were, that. They were like, How brave? And I was like, What are you talking about? Coverbatch was way more out like Yeah, than... he was. Yeah. So but um anyway, um yeah, I it's it's a f to me, it's a four out of five, but most of his movies are five to me.
1: Oh man. And so so who's your best who's your favorite director now that he made a bad movie in your eyes? I didn't say <laughs> <laughs> It's either good or bad, man. There's no <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh no I shouldn't have said anything it's my it's my own fault uh Lisa
2: um once again I'm gonna have to agree with you I I think this is a really good movie I want to give a huge shout out to Bradley Cooper do you guys feel like he was like transformed in this movie like
1: oh yeah I don't yes. he was so this different was, I almost
2: like didn't recognize him this like,
1: was the only time, time I didn't want to throw a rock at the TV <laughs>
2: like he looked younger to me. I think he was playing younger and maybe they did something, I don't know. But he I really liked his character. I felt like it was different from some of the other roles he's played. Um and everyone is great in it and it's a great movie. I love the setting. I love the art deco look mm. um especially in Kate Blanchett. Somebody said she's the most Kate Blanchett, Kate Blanchett's ever Blanchett oh, or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it's accurate. Yeah, yeah. she um, is Kate
4: Blanchetting <laughs> hard in this movie. Yeah. <laughs>
2: it's really good, but I have to say like I put this on the level of maybe a little bit above crimson peak but I <gasps> like that movie and that like i like it it's good i just don't think it's one of his best films sorry i when i saw crimson peak i was like meh and i kind of like liked it more after rewatching it but um this movie i kind of feels like that it's very accessible and i think a lot of general audiences probably can get more into this film than say shape of water um but yeah. i just don't think it's his best
1: it's also i mean you can argue like the themes that he's tackled in another movie Mm-hmm. Uh, are kind of retreads, but this is like his first like remake of a movie or reimagining of a movie. Yeah,
3: gotcha. like
1: you know this was this was a, a Tyrone Power in the original, um, and it's a very, from my understanding, it's a very different movie. I actually do want to go back and watch the original now. Yeah, I did, but but I believe like they said like he added some stuff to it, so maybe that's why there's a little bit of a disconnect with people that really love his movies that, while thematically, you know, have very very normal themes that we see all the time and he kind of puts his weird little twist on it. Uh, maybe that's why because this doesn't have like the weird little twist like I, I joked doesn't. with Tim I joked with Tim like when I saw this I'm like he lied to me again like there was no horror in this movie whatsoever Yeah, and Tim's like he he said there wasn't any I was like right he said that about Crimson Peak and that was a horror movie like it's a,
0: it's it, a
4: horror movie of the human psyche I guess
0: yeah,
3: yeah. you know You're the something. Nightmare it's, Alleys it's, were it's,
1: the friends we made along the way
3: yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> yes it's like uh <laughs>
0: It is. I mean, it's a gothic noir. I mean, it's not like, and so like it is about the depravity of people and how awful people can be. And a lot of his stories usually focused on monsters and how monsters are actually great and people are terrible. And this one is, there are are no monsters. monsters Exactly. And I was
1: like, knowing nothing about this movie before I watched it, like aside from what I've seen as far as trailers go, I was expecting like some sort of, uh, some sort
0: of HP Lovecraft monsters to show up. Like
3: Mm -hmm. I was expecting. Oh, expecting okay.
1: Cthulhu
0: to show up and he never does. Well, I, and yeah. I think that's more on you than on him, though. Yeah, I wasn't like,
2: expecting that. Is it yeah. really
0: because
1: like this is yeah, this is will
2: type will thing at the end because huh? I said I did watch like a, one of those like ending explained yep. videos. Oh because, yeah, yeah. You know there was a lot of symbolism and I felt like I got it. It wasn't like complicated symbolism, but I just <laughs> I kind of wanted to like <laughs> he you know, became the geek. Like, got it. Yeah. You just you just <laughs>
0: you, you just yeah. wanted to make sure that your uncomplicated symbolism reads was the correct what did that rabbit? baby
2: yeah. in that jar mean yeah i i just felt like i wanted to see somebody just kind of walk through the movie and just kind of talk about it you know i i did i didn't watch it and, and just forget about it so i did enjoy it i just it's not pan's labyrinth you know what i mean
0: yeah i about. i don't even think that it's um yeah it's this is devil's definitely not, not the devil's orphanage. back it's not devil's backbone he didn't do mm-hmm. the orphanage um, he, dur- he he p- didn't p- produced that it that's yeah, not Jay the bayona, right huh? mm-hmm. yeah that's a bayona film yeah the foreign one the orphanage yeah the orphanage yeah, yeah. It, it, but you think yeah. of devil's backbone which also features an orphan
1: i know which one devil's backbone is yes. it was a good movie too
0: i do yeah, it it's the one with the ghost children um uh, so that was Lisa. Um, sorry, we went all over the place. So, Jeff, th- th- what do you think? Well, despite my love for licorice pizza, this
4: Nightmare Alley is actually my third favorite movie that's nominated for best picture. I you love f- the crap out of this movie. Um, tell us more. It's not my. It's not like my favorite or anything, but I. It was one of those movies that I walked out of, kind of similar to Palmer, where I'm like, I thought it was a horror movie just based on the title and the and Toro's it's Guillermo del Toro. Work. Exactly. I, I didn't know anything about this being a remake. I learned way more about this. Movie movie after the fact mm-hmm. um so i the first time i watched it i uh i walked out and i was just like yeah that was really good and then it was just over time it like stuck in my brain i couldn't stop thinking about this movie and um and then it crept into i just full-blown loved it territory um in in my second rewatch i just i'm just in awe of the set like it's just oh, el yeah, toro but- has such an eye for production design from mm-hmm. uh Kate blanchett's like office area to mm-hmm. like the way the circus uh landscape is kind of uh, in the camera, like you kind of have a sense of where everything is. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not really a, he doesn't really treat his movies like a maze, even if there is one in Pan's Labyrinth. Like you kind of get a sense of where everything is. I just love his yeah, sense of, I, his literal his sense of direction.
0: His, his sense of placement is, yeah. is extraordinary. And is what I love about Del Toro is that nothing is by accident like yes. you know like every single decoration set piece like wallpaper piece mm-hmm. of dirt that is all intentional like yeah. so there's like there's like tons of circles and tunnels in this movie right yes like, always like going like you're always descending into hell like you're always yeah. like going through the rabbit hole or like he's, uh, to learn more to like to go deeper than that you can't dig out of and exactly and I love that that stuff's great I just don't that doesn't doesn't extend itself through the entire movie and that's like mm. it's like, at the circus and then in the and then when he gets to um then when he gets to New York everything's a square like or a rectangle everything like we've moved away from circles and now we're in squares and I'm like that's obviously like he wants us to juxtapose those ideas but like he's th- like Bradley Cooper's still descending like and so mm-hmm. like he like oh, I felt like it like missed the thematic connection um and so but I'm glad that you loved it like yeah I, yeah. After- I feel like
4: the, the score I think uh really really helped accent certain scenes scenes where especially where where he does turn that corner where he has an opportunity to be like this is a bit this is this is a show i'm sorry and instead he's like yeah i'll help i'll help you do a reading of a dead person and he turns that corner where it's like there's no going back from that and he's warned the entire movie don't do that don't do that almost the entire movie i'm not going to teach you this because it's bad okay i taught you this but don't do this okay okay you did that (laughs) but don't do that like the entire movie he's (laughs) he's told not to do these things and he ends up doing it um um, and, and I love the... Oh, man. I just love the opening of him seeing his future when he sees the geek for the first time yeah. uh, without him knowing that's where he's going to end up. Uh, his, his journey to me... And it's not so much that the sets didn't really flow or maybe the... Th- I don't know. I can't explain your issue with the movie, too. I'm sorry. Uh, but, um, <laughs> but I understand what you're saying. I just can't explain it back to I, you. I know what you're saying. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, but, but I was so honed in on his journey mm-hmm. uh, becoming just a worse person. Worst person in the world, you would say. Uh, that... <laughs> that i i don't know i was just glued to it and I, and I was hooked i i loved it um bradley cooper like you guys said man it, i'd never heard him he's changing his performance in the middle of his performance too like he's mm-hmm. yeah he's yeah. doing a bit where he's, he's kind of like a slow draw like hey i was going he's not so much sam Elliotty, where he's impersonating <laughs> him but he's got like this southern accent and then when he's on stage in new york he's like doing like a 40s uh, right. tv actor voice yeah yeah you know i uh do you think that this is uh what you're thinking right now or something like, and you're like that's so cool like that little touch to his character uh, <laughs>
0: Um, yeah. oh, You're making me like this movie more and more. Yeah you, right? You're yeah, I mean, you, like, yeah, you are. Yeah, you you watched a different movie. Is essentially what happened. I like. I need to go back <laughs> like, and rewatch it. That's fine. Like, yeah, just
1: you know. Now, granted, it's not as good as Geometria, but you know, I figured since everyone was using different movies of his, I was going to use a different one. Did you see?
4: Uh, we went that. No, we them all. No, I did not do the whole thing.
1: <laughs> I did not watch the nine minutes that is Geometria. Yeah, I was
0: in a uh, <laughs> movie. I'm like,
1: Get out of here. Um, so I'm I am i i never really loved Bradley Cooper. I do really like him in this movie I think this is his better like out of all those things we've seen him in this year even like I think this was his better acting choice or his better acting in the movie Uh, this actually as much as I love horror and as much as I love like how Guillermo del Toro is a really good master of horror when he does it this might be my favorite del Toro movie even though it's such a departure and maybe that's why it's my favorite del Toro movie because it kind of it shows him branching out it's not just an action or a horror or a horror act you know it's branching out it's it's a straight drama it has gothic elements it has stuff from his weird haunted house-esque you know collection that he owns like all that stuff was pretty much stuff that he owned like i I can imagine like every time he walks into a studio and is like i want to do a gothic noir movie and the studio's like okay and they're (laughs) like and he's like i can do it for half the money that anyone else can because i provide the entire production (laughs) budget like like you just open up my house yeah, like this, the, clothes, the circus is everything. just
0: my backyard like yeah. that's <laughs> just what I had I built for the kids yeah
1: you know but oh, the, man. and because of that he has he has such great attention to detail yeah. you know the, mm-hmm. the the art Deco look of this is to me is like what sets this movie apart from a lot of others yeah. is you have that kind of look in other movies but it feels real and it yes. feels tangible like mm-hmm. I just walked through and saw this in a time war
3: yeah mm-hmm. and
1: you know that's that's one of the few things he does that's one of the things he does that so many directors don't do. I wouldn't say he's my favorite director, but I will go see anything Del Toro does,
3: oh, absolutely. even if
1: it's not something that looks particularly interesting to me. Like I didn't think I was going to love Shape of Water, even though I love Del Toro movies, and I I did enjoy it. Um, so I'm this my I think this was my favorite out of all of the Damn. out of all of them. That's cool. As far as like the the ten Academy Award nominees, hmm. um, I love it. Yeah, and the cast was done really well. Yeah, I just wish he. Yeah. I understand why he takes so long in between movies. Like he's he's not as bad as James Cameron is apparently, but he does like the the problem with Del Toro is he'll sign on for everything, yeah. And then over the years, you'll see it slowly like get whittled. down. Where's, uh, yeah?
4: Where's in the mountains of madness,
1: man? You said you were gonna oh, do that like six one, years ago day, one day, one day he's gonna <laughs> do that. Movie. Sixteen years ago, now.
3: Like, <laughs> but I remember true.
1: there was a there was a time like it was in the mountains of madness, Pinocchio, and there were like three other movies. Wasn't there like a Dracula or a Frankenstein? Movie he was attached to at there one was point. Franken-
0: there was Frankenstein, I think, at one point. Yeah, yeah. and like, I know Pinocchio's definitely almost that's, done or something that's, it's that, this that's, year. That's coming. Yeah. yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. And right, but but like he's been attached to these before, yeah. and it's been like years processing and gestating. And then there are times where like the ones that I'm really excited about are the ones he's like ends up walking away from yeah. or keeps putting on the back burner. Like I like if anyone is ever gonna do a good or a really good HP uh, Lovecraft adaptation. It's going to be Del Toro. Yep. And one day he's going to do it. I don't care mm-hmm. if I have to start a GoFundMe to get this thing done.
4: <laughs> yeah, and it's going to be the one that we're like, man,
1: I'm I'm happy we waited for that. I, that's my <laughs> man. Plan. I, I can't know. believe how bad this movie was. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. It's going to happen, unfortunately.
0: But praise our Lord God Cthulhu. <laughs> And on that note, let's talk about the final (laughs) movie of the Best Picture lineup. Aren't we glad that we just did the Best Pictures in not every category this evening, folks? Can you imagine? (laughs) Can you imagine? Uh, Also, before we talk about the last one i'm gonna cut that second episode out and so at the end of because we don't have time for that i'm too tired sure so at the end of this no one's allowed to respond to each other just in like a couple of words like a like tell me what you thought of the oscars in general this year um and then we'll move on and we'll all say that and no one will talk to one another about it and that's how we'll end the show and we'll <laughs> leave in silence exactly or Except with the, or with them playing us off as we always do um yes. so because they're definitely getting ready now <laughs> um <laughs> So uh, let's talk about Dune, directed by Denis Villeneuve. It's great. Um, God, I love even Dune. his name. I know. Oh. All right. So Lisa, if I remember correctly, Dune was Lisa's top movie of 2021. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, I have now watched Dune like five times, and I I can't tell you the last time I rewatched a new movie that much. Like I just don't have the time to like do that. But like every time I want to watch something new, or I, we have the moment, I'm like. Like I'm gonna rewatch Dune. I'm gonna watch it again, and I just can't pull myself away from it. Um, I because it's, it's like
1: four hours. Like, it's, 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 your time it's a talk. day trip.
0: You do not have the contr. You do not have the time.
1: I
3: gotta go.
0: You cannot talk right now. Um, I um, I think it deservedly uh, won all of its awards. Um, I do not think that it deserved Best Picture. However much I have gone back to it at different times, because it's not a complete story, and that is like always like a like you have to be the the best sum of all your parts to be the best picture and where i don't think i think it's like really close to being the best sum of all its parts like belfast is a more complete story coda is a just a more complete film um but i do think we're looking at like a a, like a cinema defining movie um and i just can't wait for more because it's just glorious from top to bottom lisa
2: um i can remember the last time i saw a movie this much and that was called blade runner 20 Forty-nine. So it's right same direction. You're doing this right?
0: intentionally. Um, yeah. You don't have the cards.
2: <laughs> I have watched Dune about four or five times now as well, and that's saying something because it's not a short movie, mm-hmm. but it is a gorgeous movie, um, and it leaves so much to think about. And I there was a time when I openly said I didn't think they could ever adapt Dune into a movie yeah. um, because they've tried a couple of times, and it they I mean no one come at me, but it hasn't been great. Okay. It's, <gasps> Thing, and it's frustrating to sit through, especially to me, the uh, the series. But anyway, the mo- this movie is really good and it pays homage to those other things. without It doesn't criticize them. It doesn't tread on top of them. I think he does a good job of respecting that material and then bringing his own flavor to it, but also being really faithful to the book. When he does make additions like the scene at the beginning, they mm-hmm. make sense and they help the audience understand the story a little bit better. Um, but you're right. I can't wait for more um but i would have called this the best picture it was the best picture in my heart that's good and um i cannot get tired of this movie and i'm not going to keep going because i know we don't have all night but it is a brilliant i mean
0: for dune you can keep going unlike watch watching that. dune which will take all night
2: yeah i you just, don't I, have I, the I, got got me, like I, I you know and i i've been uh actually re-watching it with my dad because he hadn't seen it and my dad is the kind of person that watches he's like that parent that watches movies and goes what does that part mean and turn on the subtitles i don't know what's going on you know he makes me like I can literally like pause the movie and explain it to him which is kind of I, I don't know it, it's fun for me because that's how much I like Dune <laughs> and I think he's probably the only person in the world that's going to let me get away with like
0: explaining feeding things eating
2: all that information to them but and he actually genuinely wants me to but you're anyway dune, you're Dune splitting
0: really, that's what you're doing he was playing <laughs> me, yeah yeah
2: but I fully respect like there is um, a video that I was showing Nick the other day someone made on TikTok where they took that audio that was like did you read it Um, did you like it I don't know what's it about I don't know was it good i don't know i'm like i get it It, it, it's a tough read (laughs) like so um no shade to anybody that watches this movie and thinks it's too long and isn't into it yeah i
0: Um, in fairness i also read the book so like i like i had pre-knowledge going in so like i I already knew about paul and the atreides and and like and so it was easier to follow my wife didn't and so she did not read it and so like there was like a like pause question i who is like why is that a thing why does he have a little tattoo on his lip why like you know like little (laughs) things like that but i think that i think it becomes obvious on rewatch so like every time i watch mm-hmm. the movie i pick up on different things and even though i've read the book twice i'm still getting stuff like that they are complementing my read of the novel i um,
2: mean it, it's helpful to visualize it you know um because when you're first reading the book it's just a lot of detail to keep up with It's mm-hmm. sometimes some of it's easier to see you know and then when you you couple that with reading it it's like wow full picture mm-hmm. at least for me
0: yeah i'm i'm right there with you jeff i have no allegiance
4: whatsoever to the material the that- book whatever previous i'd never saw it in previous movies anything oh wow uh so this was my first dune experience and uh denny villeneuve we talked about favorite working directors he's mine right now oh, uh, yeah. every Good. single movie that he's made i have loved uh so um i you know i i have feelings about this movie this is my favorite of the nominees um and this is my number three overall i think of 2021 um behind tick tick boom and uh movie that didn't get nominated for best foreign language picture, uh, Titanium, which you know that's again not everybody's cup of tea that's Mm -hmm. a weird movie that's a really really weird movie Mm. uh um but i freaking love dune i saw it same amount of times you guys you guys have uh, four or five times i've seen it and and i i just i just get lost I, i'm so obsessed with sci-fi movies that do world building on this level and do it really well to where i feel like not having known anything about this world i feel like i'm not getting left behind um and that's awesome as like a cat i guess you call me a casual or just not anything because i i don't know anything about dune um so i i gosh i just my first time experiencing this movie it was a lot i I remember I don't know if I requested the day off work or not, but it dropped like at 2 a.m. Right? Uh, so on HBO Max, and I set my alarm oh, for yeah, that, and I watched an it
0: behind Palmer. It's 3 a.m. Our time.
4: <laughs> oh wow! So I set my alarm for that, and I watched it, and wow. uh, then I saw it at the theater a, that
0: night. That is a special kind of, of yeah. movie watcher. That is a special kind of crazy. <laughs>
4: <laughs> I just loved Dennyville of those movies like that freaking much I was like well I have to watch this immediately if I have access to it you know um and then I saw it again on HBO Max later on and then I bought it full price obviously and I've watched it like twice since then um I I just can't get enough of the world building man it's I know it's all from the book but it's the fact that he's able to spell these details out in ways that I I'm not like so what's this about you know
0: like I yeah um yeah, truthfully if you read the book you'd actually really in some ways understand how impressive it is that he- he's able to lay out yeah. a lot of these things because that's dune what makes is... me love it more is hearing yeah. stuff like that yeah, yeah. Dune, yeah. dune is not except like i i read it twice the first time i was like okay i get what it was doing i yeah. didn't love it i understood <laughs> i understood its importance Duning. yeah <laughs> it was doing um, yeah Duning. and then and it was the set it was the second time through that i was like okay this is quite good um yeah and then yeah. but it was the movie that like made me like then think about the book more and go no that actually was really good mm-hmm. and so like it all complements one another and i yeah, it, yeah and i I like that with adaptations, when the movie can complement the its original text instead of just replacing yeah. it. And there's or... just so much
2: dialogue that you're like, "Oh, that's literally straight from the book." Mm-hmm. I mean, just oh,
4: that's wild! Saying
2: lines from the book.
4: That's so, so cool. Often. I love hearing that it yeah. like respects the material, uh, even though it's trying to be its own thing because it's only going to be two movies. The book, and I understand there's a lot more in the book, um, or there potentially yeah, he, could be. He is talking yeah, about
0: interested. doing. He is talking about doing the second book in the um, in the series to kind of wrap.
2: Yeah. The, doing the the Paul's yeah, as a, as a trilogy. trilogy, right? To make yeah. it a trilogy. which incidentally is the only other book of his that I read. So, oh, interesting.
0: I've gone one. I've gone one, I've gone one beyond. Be. I've gone one beyond that. Children of I mean, Doom was good. I actually liked it more than Messiah.
2: Really, I need um, to give it another shot. I just remember like the kids being so powerful that I was like, all right. I, don't I
0: mean, they are, but so is yeah. Paul. So true. Yeah, fine. Yeah,
4: I yeah I do love uh, the casting in this. It's just an absurd it's, ensemble. Yeah. Um, Josh Brolin is perfect for that role of just a curmudgeon-y uh, general. Yeah. I don't know what his exact role is, but general type, Gurney, who, uh, like the man Gurney. In arms, yeah, yeah, yeah. Gurney, who's hi. who's basically like tr- responsible for training Paul and stuff, and 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 Jason Momoa. This is like my favorite role of his. Period. Like, I mean, he is just crushing in this movie. Like mm-hmm. him kicking butt, like in that in that hallway where it's like his ultimate sacrifice. Yep. Yeah. I love that scene so much. I mean, it is just killer. Quite literally. I did like um, his
0: little Oscar thing with Josh Brolin too, with the back and forth. Like, yeah, oh, that was you have fun. you nominated for an Oscar. <laughs> And the way um, Momoa said no, no, no. Like, no. he knows that he know thyself. He knows himself so lane. well. Yeah. He is not no. and if so If you he were knows Jason what he's Momoa, good at.
2: would you need an Oscar? No, no, no. exactly. No.
0: I, do <laughs> know, uh...
1: I, predict that you'll you'll see Jason Momoa nominated for an Oscar, probably within five years. Hmm. Okay, predict, like, like, like s- come true. Like some, because he's good and he can branch out to an extent um so i do think like we're gonna see a director that likes him cast him in a movie that people are gonna be like why are you putting jason momoa in that role
0: right yeah, napoleon what it's possible yeah. <laughs> you
3: never
4: know You never know. i know. Uh, i also love i don't know just everything about the cinematography i feel like the technical awards that we mentioned that this this movie won uh was pretty much right on the money i i preferred nightmare alley's production design uh but dunes is still great because you have to create a, a world from this literally. book quite literally like and you put it to a screen to where it's not disrespecting anything that's been written. Yeah, I think um, Nightmare Alley's and, is but that's more visual. Better things, though, thematically,
0: so. but I think Dunes is more impressive mm-hmm. because it's creating something out of nothing. Although right? there's sure. a lot of not really I mean it's creating something out of the
2: book. pretty subtle, you know, with the water and mm-hmm. um, the visualization of the water yeah. And, yeah. And, and, I, and I don't this,
4: know. The sound was a good call. Like this is the only it's time true. I've ever had a hard opinion on the sound category being like it has to be Dune. I mean this thing yeah. was yeah. freaking amazing to listen to uh and mm-hmm. and the score is just tremendous for this movie that's because um, it's Hans Zimmer it, yeah Hans Zimmer's yeah, the goat he's the goat that, man. no question um but yeah I really love the movie and I look forward to watching it many many more times like I do mm-hmm. with everything Bill Niv does except and for now, except yeah. for Polytechnique I'm not going to watch that again that's a hard watch
1: that's a really
2: <laughs> and now for Palmer's opinion on Dune <laughs> um
1: well uh this might shock some of you oh. but like all of you I watched the movie about four or five times well not all the movie the beginning because I Captain deciding like the movie sucked and shut it off, so I had to keep going back so I didn't remember, but I've seen the beginning four or five times that's something when you, say the uh, beginning, <laughs> do
0: you mean like the do you mean like the opening narration where they're like the Harkonnens. Dude. <laughs> oh crap
1: no <Nope. laughs> <That's
3: it. laughs> yeah. narration
1: at the beginning it's a cinema sense thing yeah. um no uh aside from this movie, like for me feeling much longer than it was, special effects, yeah, absolutely nailed it sound, yes, score yes. Yes. Production. Okay. I get it because it's a big budget. You expect that from these things and visually it looks great. I don't really care about the story. Not my thing. Like it's, it's very like elevated sci-fi and it's kind of like, I would say it's like the Lord of the Rings problem where it's like the elevated high fantasy things that tend to lose me a bit. I'm fine with world building. I don't need it done all at once. And I feel like this focuses a little bit too much on that. Mm. And that's more of a problem with the story than, than with the overall movie but it that's where it's coming from um other than that like i can't say like will i watch the second one probably not unless i have to i just don't to. care enough i probably even but though he don't know it's coming for that oscar mm-hmm. he's one that he's gonna get one for like his worst movie it's he's gonna, gonna get one for like
4: a drama a quiet drama movie that's right like, like richard link later
1: like he's gonna <laughs> Like he's gonna have to go like Steven Spielberg yeah. in order to get his Oscar, unfortunately. Like I don't love a lot of his movies. Oh bummer I will say a uh, arrival I like more second time around. Hated it when I first saw it, liked it more than the second time around. The ending I still don't like at oh, all. But that's neither here
0: nor there. Yeah. But I'm not a of arrival makes... either.
1: But ah. I think he,
0: Yeah. That's because I, I I'm knew not either. That,
2: oh my gosh.
0: That... Oh yes. Logging and where is I, the <laughs> <a button. laughs> I'm
2: like I I don't get it. Like it's fine. I just I
0: knew what it was doing ten minutes into the movie, and then I sat there for two and a half hours to tell me what exactly what I knew it did. And I was like, you know what? And that's fine. If
1: you want to feel that way, that's fine. But
0: then I never (laughs) want to hear you complain about my issues with the sixth sense ever again. I I don't care (laughs) that you have problems with the sixth sense, though. That movie we've talked about this. That movie works on its first viewing. Yeah. Then after no, it doesn't because ten minutes in I knew what it was doing. Well, yeah, okay, but that's fine. Yeah, but. then okay that's okay so but i'm saying like your
1: your issues with arrival is kind of like mine with six cents that being said i think on second viewing of arrival i liked it more this look he's a great visual director and i'm never gonna i'm never gonna cast stones at him for the quality of the visual presentation of the movie he puts out my issue with him more than anything are like the the twitter movie elitists that defend him like as the second coming of Git. Emil del Toro, but but, and... that's, but that's not
0: his problem. That's that's it is though. Issue. He could that's easily true. just be like, you know, that's not it, true. No. Like that's that's your issue with Twitter. It really doesn't have anything. That's to not do my with issue with Twitter. Creator. That's my <laughs>
1: issue with the human race. Really,
2: it's also the truth. I mean, I honestly think he really is just that good.
1: He, there go. No, and there you have it. No, yeah. I'm not. I'm not uh,
2: really <laughs> snobby. I'm not trying to be <laughs> high art. No, I you're I really not. Like the way you,
1: but the way you talk about liking the movie is different from the way like other people.
2: Dune has always like, had a problem where um, the fans of Dune are mean, <laughs> and and oh they. I don't, I don't that think it's just mean. Like, the,
0: the fans of Blank are mean. Oh I mean, yeah, like, for sure.
2: Because like, the I same thing. Yeah, the same thing happened with like Blade if Runner. People don't enjoy it, then they're dumb. Like yeah. i been having conversations like that with people that read Dune, and they're like, "Well, if you if you can't read Dune, I mean, you know, you're just not that smart." And it's like, right.
1: it sounds like having an argument. with Tim. in Dune I is made understand. up.
2: It's fantasy. There's nothing real happening in Dune. It's all silly fantasy <laughs> stuff. So to ask um, people that don't like that are dumb is just disingenuous.
4: I, I will say there there are also that fans of, of, of Dune that had issue with this movie changing the race of one character when the race was not pertinent
1: but, to oh, the story. Yeah. Well, no. Anytime so you change the race of any character, that's, it's true, that's it's the, true, the worst but, thing But
4: It really it definitely exposes the worst parts of fan bases like Lord of the Rings with the, the new
1: TV show yeah. and, mm-hmm. and with Dune. And I'm like, the, y'all yeah, are just all in awful general, I mean, it's a, yeah. a twit Tim's right. It's a Twitter thing because people feel like they have the ability to just espouse
0: their wrong viewpoints. Yeah. And or just their viewpoints. I would say not even
1: say no, that they're, they, they're
3: all wrong. wrong
0: because you know because, <laughs> all wrong. because like some but, people do make good points that are alternative to what other people are saying and then that changes yeah. the conversation and that's okay. Oh but, but when they say it meanly or they yeah. actually are mean, that's and the same thing right. the same thing kind of happened
1: with what started me having a bad taste of him in my mouth was Blade Runner. Like that that's when like this fandom kind of kind of l- latched on and looked down on people that didn't go see the movie or didn't praise it as much as they felt like it did. I still haven't seen Blade Runner twenty forty nine forty five because yeah well, because of that.
3: It is now
2: to be tw- fair, I also didn't really cool. like
1: Blade Runner the first time around either. The first Blade yeah. Runner ah uh, bummer bummer again. You're just bumming me like out it tonight. The first
2: time, but I liked it on rewatch. And I will say that Blade Runner is you know a cult classic, right? Mm-hmm. So I feel like it does tend to draw if if they really like 24, it does tend to draw that kind of fan the
3: it's very
2: exclusive yeah and I think that's what you're talking about yeah um,
1: my, my problem with the original Blade defensive. Runner is just yeah is just <laughs> like like the story like I like I it's a genre it elevates the genre and I'm not going to take anything away from either Blade for doing that but at the time like I just think the Blade Runner story is fine like mm. what it does for the genre overshadows the entire movie mm. uh, and as far as Dune goes at this point like we've gotten these high art sci-fi movies that it's not as original as I think it used to be. Uh, so maybe that also kind of takes away from being able to enjoy it a little bit more. But at the end of the day, the story is just not for me. Visually, it's great. I'm fine with it winning those those technical awards. I fully expected them to. And I'm glad when movies like that do. I would have liked like some other people, I would have liked to have seen Nightmare Alley maybe get production design. Yeah. But, same. But like, if, you know, because it won cinematography, right? Dune did, yeah. yeah. Dune won. So cinematography. like, it was cinematography. Like this year's yeah.
2: Fury Road, you know? Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, and, and yet
1: yeah. another one, like, technical, technically good, but not a movie that I'm into. Dang. Um, so. Wow. Palmer, <laughs> breaking <laughs> hearts tonight, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> Look, if you need to release a movie in black and white for it to be good. like it, if, if Aren't if, you a Zack
4: Snyder's Justice League fan? I
1: don't understand. I have not seen it in black and white <laughs> because it hasn't been released publicly. <laughs> like, you had to fly to, like, Toledo to go see it in black and white. It, or you could watch HBO it on Max. HBO Max. I, yeah, yeah, I watched it. Yeah, it was good. Yeah.
3: Yeah. It was really good,
1: Wait, it's like, on HBO Max in black and white? It yeah, was for like, like a day, right? it? Right. Yeah. We got to wrap it up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I got plants tonight now. <laughs> I
4: thought it was just for like a day or so or something. It was yeah, like, probably it was a limited thing. But anyway, um, uh, I, I've heard this complaint that people were like, Oh, I can't connect to Dune. And I go, look, I get it. Cause the movie shoves this world at you super quick and it can leave you exactly. Behind and if you don't care, yeah. it's going to leave
1: you behind. You're, you're done. Yeah. You know, when, you're done with you Dune. Ha- done Dune. When you have that much of an information dump at the beginning, mm-hmm. it's when my brain will kind of check out. I'm fine with some information dump. You got, yeah. especially in a three hour movie,
0: you can't, that, like, piece it out to me a little bit better than than this. Well, there it is, black so, and white. Still yeah. in black and white, still on HBO Max. Nice. I will spray. say
2: that I think the Dune story, I, gosh, now I'm, I'm going to sound...
0: Elitist?
1: Like per-
2: yeah. Do it, Lisa. So Do it, bring it. In scope, there is uh, no it, way Lisa is... Sh- sh-
0: Lisa okay. is talking, Palmer. Lisa, you have to say <laughs> it again, because he spoke over you. Uh,
2: I, I will say that the story is so big in scope that it does need that much world building, and it's not like regular fantasy, where we have you know we know what dragons are we know what bards are blah 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 so i think that's why there has to be that much and i know that sounds kind of elitist but if you read the book uh I, i'm just kidding no, anyway
3: no, that, that's not elitist
2: that doesn't
1: and i agree with you like i i'm not saying it doesn't need that kind of world building what i'm saying is like if it. if you're gonna try and fit that much into a three-hour movie that is on your detriment in my eyes because you uh. could have you could have expanded it out made it you know they're already making it two movies i'm of the opinion that Unless this failed super hard, there was no way Warner Brothers was not going to make a sequel. You could have split this movie in two, and I probably would have liked it. I would have liked Mm -hmm. because you had you'd had more time with the story.
0: Except that the Mm -hmm. but the story has to have particular beats and rap at certain points in a character's journey to be at least a full movie. And you wouldn't get that if you split this movie even more. Like it's like it like barely the start of Paul's journey as it is in a
1: three
2: hour movie. there
3: is
0: always ways
1: to do it if you're talented enough
0: i think
3: that i'm not saying i'm not saying that no i'm not saying
1: that just (laughs) uh just as a thing i honestly think that there are ways to chop up any story that and i think dune especially could do it now i don't have enough love for this to really be able to be like well they could have cut it here because again like after that first information dump you kind of lost me and it was that was that was about it that being said love zendaya so you know (laughs) i might (laughs) just get a lot more I was going to say, she's more in Dune 2, so maybe I will end yeah, up she's watching a, Dune 2 a
0: ton of Dune just 2. Just for Zendaya. It's also yeah. pronounced Zendaya, apparently. That's how she says it. it be Z- pronounced- I've been saying it, Zendaya. I'm just kidding. No, that is wrong. <laughs> like, that's just. <laughs> Z- Zendia. Zendia. Um, I, the problem that, you actually said more nice things about Dune than I yeah. expected. So yeah, bravo I'm surprised. to you. Bravo. My job. heart is warmed.
2: Maybe you were pressured, but by, by us.
0: Yeah, like it, dummy. A
2: metaphorical gun to your head. <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs>
0: well, that wraps all of our films. Now, before we get to the rewindies and how we, we how we break up all of our awards, um, I will give each of you um, the time to say just your general thoughts on the Oscars in uh, totality before we do the rewindies windies and then but no one's allowed to respond to one another um, we're not here to start a conversation about anything um, and then uh, and then we will we will wrap up with our social media presences everywhere and then we will end with the rewindies so Lisa you first
2: um, so a lot of people complained that this year there weren't any good movies that you know I'm not watching the Oscars and I just I was so shocked by that response is the exact opposite of how I felt um, and maybe some of that had to do with Dune I don't know but I thought there were a lot of great films this year And there were a lot of really important moments that happened during the Oscars. You know, there was an unfortunate thing that happened as well, but other than that um, it was a great year for movies. So that's how I feel. Good.
4: Uh, Jeff. So I am, I don't know as a, as a TV production ceremony, I'm growing increasingly frustrated with the Oscars. I feel like the producers that they hire for these are, are just not meshing the world of the populist you know, audience that they're trying to get to tune in and the movie lovers that just want to see people that make movies reward rewarded for their hard work. Like it's just they're catering to an audience that isn't there and they probably won't come back so I'm really getting kind of irritated with some of that. Um, there is an incident that unfortunately kind of, you know, happened halfway through that made you want to just talk about nothing but that when they were still giving out awards, you know, and and that's really unfortunate, but there are definitely some highlights for me. Like, I love the, um, I, I love the musical performances from Billy and Phineas, uh, uh, Riz's speech, Questlove's speech, Troy Kotzer's speech, uh, Gaga and uh, Lady Gaga and Liza Minnelli being together, and I did love the return of hosts. It, it, I know the show was longer than last year's, which is hilarious, but I loved the return of hosts. it felt right uh so so that's
0: all I got to say palmer
1: uh i I agree with the return of hosts as far as the producers go, m- my take on this is the producers are put in a no win scenario. I think they're doing the best with the constraints that they have, and I said this on Twitter, and I would like to I would really like to know if this is feasible from somebody out there. Maybe the Oscars should just look into like being a youtube produced show because then you don't have to worry about sort of the audience that will never come back. It's just, it's not going to happen. I'm sorry, it won't. Yep. That being said, aside from a lot of points where there was a tra- like there was a train wreck atmosphere to this year because of stuff that happened, like the thing that everyone's alluding to of Kristen Stewart being robbed for Best Actress. <laughs> um, but that being said, aside from that, I liked the presentation. One one criticism I saw online that I absolutely hated, as far as the criticism goes, was someone was complaining about the tone of the in memoriam segment which I always love the memoriam section. It's 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 kind of ghoulish a little bit, but I like praising people that have come before us and that have passed away. I I loved it. I loved the upbeat energy because yeah. it was more praising their life and what they accomplished than being mournful of their death. And it's in some in some societies and some religions that's the way they celebrate. And I'm fine with that. I love I loved the energy and love for the people that it showed. Um and there was always people that are left off each year that everyone complains about whether they should be on the oscar memoriam or not is is a debatable thing but my favorite part of the entire ceremony was not once but twice zach snyder beating the mcu out of the two categories that were specifically made to bring them to watch the show it was great it was lovely loved it chef's kiss i really can't respond to that that's on no you (laughs)
0: you can't (laughs) <laughs> no, we don't have time. I need to go to bed. <laughs> so, um, uh, so uh, I agree with, I agree with most of you. I think the return of the hosts um, was much needed. I, I think, I think most of their jokes for me really landed. Like I, I was actually like really rolling while I was watching a lot of it. Um, There was some stuff that I didn't care for, Um, but I think, I think they, they understood their assignment and I think splitting it into three, they like had the chance to breathe and they were able to kind of do what each of them did best, which I, which I, appreciated um the cut awards was very odd especially since they showed it them anyway and they showed them in a weird order and all of a sudden i'm like oh, i feel like i'm on fast forward like almost like the whole time it had a weird pace to it um so i, I agree that you're trying they're trying to reach an audience that isn't coming back but as for streaming a lot of the audience that is watching is older and probably won't watch on a streaming service the same way like what do you mean the oscars aren't on abc now i can't watch them because all i have is cable so i think you're you'd ostracize the other side of your of the audience that's watching, so it's it is a rock and a rock like the it's not even a hard place. They're caught between two jagged rocks. Um, there's not even a flat surface to to go upon. So um so, <clears throat> um, so all Netflix? that um yeah, maybe, but I I just don't. I feel like older people at least stream. know Netflix. Maybe, but it, that would that would have to be a live stream thing. And stop responding to me. That's like you're breaking the rule. Um and so um I I absolutely disdain the ch- the cheer moment and the fan pick moment not for their picks like I don't really uh-huh. care about those I actually like it was so glaringly obvious that those movies don't belong at the Oscars like that's what was so obvious to me it was like these things what, these things are not like the other and you could even like feel it in the room on the television like I just like you could tell they were like what is this what is this nonsense that is happening and those are from people who have worked on those movies who have even like nominated in categories for some of those things and it just didn't gel it didn't like none of that worked well for me and I just don't want to see that return because it became a joke like because like it was how much cheer can you do and like what do you mean like why is the matrix in the why is the matrix cheering like a, a cheer moment this is the 2022 Oscars shouldn't the cheer moment be from movies that came out in 2021 like like why am I watching so, like that didn't make any sense to me and so um, but uh, honestly I enjoyed this maybe because last year was a weird year i enjoyed the season's oscars even with even with uh the incident that palmer you know spoke of um kristen stewart not winning um so um <laughs> like i like and that's a whole other conversation that um I, we were dancing around will smith but um i i am not a judger that's just like i it's like we can talk about it whatever else but like i'm not him not chris rock not jada like we watched what like a very private moment in a very public space mm. and so and and that's so and I, that's not for us to to comment on it just isn't um and so um I'm, i would like to see decorum return to public settings that would be my that would be the end of my absolutely line there that's it like you can't like yourself. yeah okay. you, you cannot no like that, <laughs> no my, I, my, I agree my thing is be adults like you're adults like, you're yep. actual adults like you're yep. all of you are more adults than we are on this podcast act like it and then that's it like that's the end and and, and that goes to everybody who's talking about it like be mature um and so uh so and you know you can't respond no one can respond to me um so perfect
3: yeah no i, I
0: mean it would it's a um, correct opinion um well thank you um you so very rarely think that of things that I, I say. yeah so um let's talk about where everybody can find you guys on the internet before we do our rewindies uh lisa where can the people find you
2: uh you can find me on twitter at iltm podcast and on instagram at i love that movie podcast and pretty much anywhere you listen to podcasts just search i love that movie
4: uh jeff i am off the grid man i don't want the government on me no uh you can find (laughs) me (laughs) you can find me at jmw songs uh is my twitter hand that's that's actually all my social media handle including my website jmwsongs.com that's where all my music stuff is, but I'm sure through my social links you can find whatever podcast you might want to hear me blab on.
0: Excellent, and uh, you can find Palmer on the Academy Rewind Twitter, on Academy Rewind, and me on Timothy PG13 on Twitter. And you can rate and review us on iTunes and um, find us on all platforms that podcasts can be found. And, and send us emails. You can send us emails at academyrewind at gmail.com which we do not check, and I have not checked in approximately three to four years. <laughs> Forgot the password? Um, yeah, I like literally <laughs> don't have any of that information anymore. So. Like, like, you can, people could try like I, one day maybe i will just reset the password maybe when the show's over i will see yeah. if anybody actually sent an email um but until then we ain't gonna check so <laughs> um so now we go on to the rewindies and the rewindies for those of you who have never listened before i don't know why you are continuing to listen to us if you have this is your first episode <laughs> almost three hours in um, it's because Lisa's on the show that would be why um and so um the rewindies we are we uh we choose our winners out of most of the most of the um, top categories for the Academy Awards but we are only allowed to choose films from the Best Picture nominations um, and so I will will to go in the order that we've been talking um, I will give you the category and we will go Lisa, Jeff, Palmer me uh, and then I will uh, and then we will go back um, uh, and do it all over again and so the rewindies for 2020 Lisa are you ready
2: 2020
0: mm-hmm. Twenty-two. We got to travel back even further back in time. Back in time. <laughs> oh, wait, so, are we
2: doing like each? Are you going to say each category? Yeah. So,
0: I'll or? say supporting actor. You tell me okay. yours. Jeff will okay. tell me okay. his. Palmer will say, and we'll keep going like that. So, okay, that's what support I supporting actor. Lisa
2: Jesse Plemons.
0: Jesse Plemons. Jeff. The Academy got it right. Troy Kotzer. Palmer. Uh Cody Smith mcphee who I also went with. Troy Kotzer. Like that was uh, that was a heck of a performance. Yeah.
4: He I, said um, go, and I cried. Yeah,
0: <laughs> good. He really. Uh, he sold me he sold me when he was in the exam room. That was really like it was oh so my early God, in the movie, man. but he's like on fire like yeah that was yeah uh, it was just amazing I felt he was more of a.
1: I felt he was more of a lead like I know he's not the lead of the movie but I think he's the male lead of
0: the movie
3: yeah so yeah
4: Yeah, definitely him and not uh sing street kid Uh, right sing street kid is like the supporting yeah Yeah. Street. that's
0: I knew I knew him and it was bothering me that I couldn't place him thank you sing street (laughs) um um I could have looked it up but I I didn't bother um uh I'll should know on the rewindies that that we can, like, if you feel that Troy was a leading man, you throw him in that leading man category. You do whatever you want. That's okay. Mm-hmm. That's what the rewindies are about. To Lisa, supporting actress.
2: I said Kirsten Dunst.
0: Kirsten Dunst, great choice. Jeff. This is a joke. I, it's not really a joke
4: answer, but you're going to think it's a joke. Harriet Sansom Harris from Licorice Pizza. It's Gary Valentine's agent.
0: Oh, no, it's not a joke. No, <laughs> she was so good. No, oh, she was good.
4: I know it's like a five minute part,
0: but she was just so amazing. And stood Dame out for Judy me. Dench won for eight minutes in Shakespeare and Love. Anything is possible it's a good place <laughs> yeah palmer
1: uh if i'm if i'm conflating the actresses i'm really sorry uh
0: rika kashimi or kashima the driver of drive my car drive my car mm-hmm. nice. nice nice very good she is excellent uh mine is i'm gonna stick with the academy and say ariana uh dubois um Ooh. dubois i think it's Dubois. okay Dubow. Uh, um, yep. um i thought she was excellent like that she i think the standouts were her and riff and so like like as far as the cast go so i'm i'm glad that <laughs> She it was definitely recognized. a standout. Yeah. Yeah. Uh to Lisa with production design.
2: I said Dune. <laughs> Dune.
0: I, yeah. Uh Jeff. Uh Nightmare Alley. Good, Palmer. Nightmare Rally. And I also said Dune. Well, at least we're 50-50 split here in this uh, on Academy Rewind. Uh costume design, Lisa. Dune again. Jeff.
4: Uh I said King Richard. It kind of nailed the uh, 90s aesthetic for me. The shorts.
0: Yes. The I, shorts?
2: I, <laughs> the shorts.
0: Yeah. Um <laughs> Palmer. Nightmare Alley. Uh, I also said Dune. Uh makeup and hairstyling. Lisa.
2: Eyes of Tammy Faye.
0: Oh, you can't do that it's no, not I the can't. best picture uh,
2: dang it I messed, I messed up okay then i will say dune, <laughs> I'll just do dune for everything everything's dune <laughs> i forgot and... the rules y'all that's on me
0: that's okay uh jeff oh uh nightmare alley and uh, palmer West Side Story.
1: West Side Story. Nice. Good.
0: Yeah. I also said Dune, mostly for the Hark um for Harkonnen, The Harkonnen. Yeah. He was just that was just some Creepy. awesome stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Uh Lisa with music.
2: Um I'm gonna say Dune again.
0: <laughs> I like your I like your I like the track. I'm sticking you're on. with it. You know? Um and Jeff. Oh, I'm spreading the love. I'm going power of the dog. Oh, that yeah. was a solid score. Yeah, yeah, I love that score, man. Yeah. Uh Palmer.
1: Uh I'm gonna go with Dune.
0: Yeah, Dune. He gave an award to Dune, everyone? Market. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I- I'm also going Dune. Um, <laughs> though I I really wanted to go West Side Story, but I like it's, it's not like a cheat, existed, you know. It's like so, yeah, ah. it feels like a cheat. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I'm going with Dune. He does some really interesting stuff. Uh, visual effects, Lisa.
2: Dune. I mean, you know, yeah, that is I- correct.
0: Yeah, the Jeff also with the Dune. Dune. Um, yeah. Palmer Coda.
2: <laughs> I mean, okay. They're I don't
1: probably- think they were really on a boat.
0: They... <laughs> They were actually.
1: <laughs> I've I have never seen I have never seen the sea, so I don't believe it actually exists. Okay. Now,
0: little known fact: Palmer lives in the town that is quite famous for fishing. It's actually one of the largest fishing ports. Are you in, in, in Manchester the, by the Sea in the country? Uh, oh, no, no. much further south of there. I'm in okay. Moby Dickland. Yeah. Oh, okay. it is yeah. So one of the largest fishing ports in the country, and one of the largest, if not the largest, scallop port in the entire world. And so Palmer sure, has definitely. I'm seen pretty sure the if sea. I
1: stood on top of my house, I could see the sea.
0: Yeah. So, like a widow's walk, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I do have a
1: flat roof. It's yeah. fine. Uh, um, no, Dune,
0: obviously. Dune for visual effects and for myself. It's also Dune. Cinematography, Lisa. Dune again. Dune again. Jeff. West Side Story. West Side Story. Palmer. Nightmare Alley. And I am also going Dune and West Side Story. I can't choose, so I'm just going to flip a coin later. Dune Side Story. <laughs> Dune Side Story. <laughs> Would watch that movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. think Greg Frazier's Dune is just. Uh, it's just so good but the, yeah. some of the stuff that West Side Story does with the camera is just yeah. unbelievably good and it's Spielberg's regular guy that's been working with him for years I know it's yeah. just amazing. since like Saving Private Ryan so wow yes it's just amazing amazing stuff so um, eh, West Side Story why not um, editing Lisa
2: Um, Dune <laughs>
0: dune was not edited nice try
1: (laughs) uh jeff because of its length and i think that has to do with editing belfast oh good no it's a good one yeah palmer because of its length and i think that has to do with editing (laughs) drive my car It was actually always going to be drive my car, but Jeff gave me the perfect intro. So. You're welcome.
0: Oh, yep. Yeah. <laughs> that was good. I am also going Dune on the editing because they left not a single frame on the room floor, <laughs> and I appreciate every single one. Uh, sound, Lisa.
2: I mean... Sorry, it's Dune again. <laughs>
0: don't apologize for greatness. <laughs> Jeff. Oh, it's Dune. It's 100 percent Dune. Yeah. Uh Palmer. Uh Nightmare Alley for sound. <laughs> yep. Okay. Yeah. And uh I will also go Dune because it does great things. Uh best actor, Lisa.
2: Will Smith. I, I had that written down before. You know.
0: That's okay. Don't worry.
2: <laughs> he still he still gets it.
0: It's okay. He's it's okay. Don't worry about it. Jeff. I want a different
4: direction to spread the love and because I love this performance. Leonardo DiCaprio and don't look up.
0: Wow. Better performance than the revenant i'm putting it out He already there.
2: has an oscar i'm just kidding yes. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's a good point palmer benedict cumberpatch yes cumberpatch power of the dog uh i'm going with andrew garfield for tick tick boom so um uh you can't start. not nominate Best picture <laughs> i forgot the rules myself how did I you just, forget <laughs> the
3: rule i just
4: After wanted I him just we, wanted we can just break the, the rules for this one then i'll well, allow it because that's, that's my point that's
1: my pick too
2: i know i that's really it. thought ne- that he should have been
1: next year it's just going to be me and jeff on this podcast Unfortunately. <laughs> All right.
0: Well, if that's the case, that hurts inside. I really wanted it to be Andrew Garfield and the, the rules that I yeah. made up. Um I'm giving it to Will Smith. I think he was the best out of those yeah. nominated actors. I yeah. So and and in these movies. Uh best actress Lisa,
2: um, I'm giving Alana Haim an Oscar because yes. I don't, honestly, this is tough. Like, uh, it's know. a
0: rewindy. It's much.
1: It's much more exclusive. From the picture
2: the category, there's <laughs> it's no an NFT. great choices. I don't know why, but anyway, go ahead, Jeff.
4: Oh, this category is uh You could have expanded it out to eight or ten this year. It's kind of ridiculous, but Amelia Jones and Coda is my favorite. Mm. She she spent eight months learning to sing and sign, and she nailed it. Wow. I like it, Palmer. Kristen Stewart. You can't. I don't, be don't care. I don't care. I'll be solo next year. If I have to,
0: <laughs> if I had to give up Andrew Garfield, I can't do Kristen Stewart. Sorry, these are our rules. Lisa, I know for our guests, they're holding <laughs> us accountable to our own rules. Um, pick one.
1: Uh, the leading Coda, I would okay. probably yes
0: being... Th- I'm not
1: saying she wasn't good. She was. She was really good. Being I just gave her a award. T- I'm not saying she wasn't yeah. good. Yeah. But I mean, yeah. No, she's she's an easily standout in this, in out of these 10
0: Okay. Uh, I'm giving it Kirsten Dunst, because I think she was the female lead Ooh. of that. Movie. Yeah, I, I thought about what that. What a twist! Yeah, twist. Yeah, I think it was some of her best acting since she was a kid. And I mean, she's always good, but she, like, went through this era like 20 years ago where I, she was... I don't... I felt like she was just redoing in a Melancholia, <laughs> in ever,
1: my opinion. Ever since... She's She's <laughs> been coasting ever since Interview with a Vampire.
0: I mean, she might.
1: Be. I mean, I no, don't know. I I, I think I, I loved her in
4: Elizabeth
0: Town. Uh, in Elizabeth
4: I actually like that movie, and I loved uh, Melancholia, and I felt like Power of the Dog was just
0: that. <gasps> oh, yeah. oh, interesting, interesting. Yeah. Um, uh, best writing, Lisa.
2: Best writing, I wrote. Uh, uh, everyone's favorite, don't look up.
0: Yeah. Oh, nice. I really thought you were gonna say Dune. Truthfully, <laughs> I mean, the trend was going in that direction. Um, Palmer. Oh no, sorry, Jeff. You said, yeah, and I thought that was your choice.
4: No, Code is my choice. I I love the script.
0: Good, good. Palmer. Drive my car Drive my car All good choices And mine is Belfast I think the Academy did. Wow so. All
2: different I love
0: it Yeah me too uh, Best director Lisa you
2: Gotta be Denny V
0: Denny V For Dune Jeff Obviously Denny V Denny V For Dune <laughs> Palmer
1: <laughs> It's obviously
0: Janie C <laughs> Janie C For Power <laughs> of the Dog <laughs> Alright Mine's Stevie S For West Side Story I almost went with him I almost went with him
2: I uh, did
0: too Cause it is really good It is really good He pulled it off baby um and finally best picture lisa what is duke. your pick
3: <laughs>
2: <Dune>.
0: duke duke. <laughs> duke duke all right dune for lisa jeff uh
4: personal pick dune if i were the academy i would have gone with west side story mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. really a remake I, yeah. a- you know, I feel like this that would have been like the legacy like staple for the year in my opinion
3: yeah
0: palmer the power of the dog Wow, okay, all okay. right, all right. All right. Uh, I going West Side Story. That is my. Mm. If I was the Academy, I'd probably pick Coda. Like, if that was, I'd probably keep with what it is. I mean, like, if I was the Academy, I would still be surprised that the Academy voted Coda. I, I'm going for the cultural in the in like the significance of the movie, but as far yeah. as yeah. as far as the quality of the movie and like what it accomplishes, like as a movie yeah. a product, it's yeah. West Side Story. It's just I, flawless. Yeah. Was pretty it's false. weird. Like
1: for me it was either Power of the Dog or Coda. I went with Power of the Dog. I think that the film just has a little bit more meat on the bone to give it the award, but it takes nothing away from Coda. Has a little more hide on the cow, so to speak. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. It has a little more anthrax on the on the pelt. <laughs>
1: <laughs> pelt. <laughs>
0: oh that was lovely guys thanks so much for coming on and being a part of this and doing our really short episode on... so short yeah i know did we break last year oh three hours yeah no we did we yeah, we drove that day.
1: car that's what we did we, <laughs> we drove did. our car
0: you could have watched drive my car in the time it took you to, listen <laughs> yep. to this podcast but but not do <laughs>
1: <laughs> but not do.
0: Dune, Dune's over 45 Dune minutes you,
1: Dune you still have like another three days.
0: No. All right. Well, I apologize to everybody that wanted to get out of here quickly, including our listeners and our and our guests. <laughs> I uh, think every year it's just you that wants to get out of here quickly. I hate you. That's why. I just can't stand your English <laughs> anymore. Jeff, take over. You're mine right. <laughs> um Well, thank you all for coming. My for pleasure. Extra- hey, all
4: right. Here's my radio voice.
0: Yeah, <laughs> right. that's good. I like it. You're going to have to do that radio voice as they're playing us off, though.
3: No, I have somewhere of a field to thank. Not too bad. Bye. Bye. Bye.